0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. And tonight we are just shooting the shit. Uh, and we have our good friend Riley Jimison here uh, shooting the shit with us. So we're going to hit on a very variety of topics, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: One, yeah, we're. Yeah, you know, tackle been... the big issues like is there God? So <laughs> I don't know, Owen. Is there <laughs> I don't know. And that has been All the right. religious section. A Next, moving episode. on. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Great. We're rolling. Right.
0: So. I'm gonna start with okay, so the topic one topic that I wanted to talk about with you guys is um I mean, we sort of hit this virus mid breeding season. So yeah. like there's some things you can't you can't undo what's like, <laughs> there's certain shit that's rolling down the hill and you listen, can't stop listen, the cart. <laughs> you know what listen, I
1: mean? like, listen. The eggs have not hatched and the freezer is still there. You can undo ooh, anything depending could, on where your moral morality line mean, is.
0: I can I can't 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 cross that line.
1: I know. So yeah.
0: But I'm with but, you, Owen. I go I, ahead. I, like, I, I know what
1: you're getting at, so keep going.
0: So yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about that for for you know as, as long as it goes but um <laughs> you know i i, I kind of there was jesus there was a whole bunch of controversy uh, on facebook Ooh, god for you know like that's a shocker right right. Um, right but uh you know i think keith had made a post and basically in the post he was sort of i think the point he was trying to get at is like you know now that um uh that this is happening, what do you think it's going to, how do you think it's going to affect, um, you know, sales for reptiles? Are people going to be into it? Because even if we get out of the coronavirus part of it, you still have the economy part of it,
2: you know? Yeah. I mean, the
0: you know. amount of people are unemployed, yeah. I don't know. There's some talk about whether or not, you know, people would, you know, buy things because they are, you know, I, I guess my point is that I don't think somebody's going to spend $1,000 on a snake if they don't have a disposable
1: well, income. Well, look, let's put it this way. If you're the kind of person that's going to take your coronavirus relief, those that $1,200, and immediately spend it on an animal, I, it, like, I, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Like That's not what it's for. So, um, But I know there's going to be people who do that. So, you know, obviously when we have a downturn in the economy every time reptile sales suffer because your disposable income you don't have snake money you don't have that extra cash that you can run out and spend on a snake you know your tax return comes in you need all of it as opposed to like oh i'm going to spend a little bit on this and then go buy my snake so you know i think people should prepare themselves that they're going to have to hold on to the babies that they produce in 2020 for longer than they expect and if you're not prepared for that you should separate your pairs immediately (laughs) right now. Um, And like I said, um, you know, there's also the thing is like there aren't, there aren't going to be any shows a lot. There aren't gonna be a lot of shows. So a lot of the um, large name uh, dealers and wholesalers aren't really going to be operating because the shows are their bread and butter. They rarely ever do major sales uh, online. Um, if they do, it's to normally to other people who are vending shows or filling pet stores, um, some of which aren't even open right now. So everything kind of grounds th- grinds to a halt. So you don't have your safety net of if I produce too many, I can always wholesale a bunch. Um, so it, it, again, if you're not okay with that, you should be backpedaling right now quickly. And it, it, it's kind of like there's this there's this old wives tale that is in reptile herpticulture that keeps coming up every once in a while and Riley will know the one I'm talking about Mm. it's the if I buy the alligator and I raise the alligator eventually a zoo will want the alligator and (gasps) I can give it to a zoo Riley does that ever happen (laughs) no exactly Right. they don't want it it's like you know the same thing goes with large snakes and stuff like that it So, right now, we're kind of having another kind of lie turning around that we don't really want to face, and that is the, um, I will be able to sell at the normal pace and then the normal amount as this whole thing is continuing, and that's not true.
3: So... I think, uh, yeah, I think snakes and reptiles and pets as a general are, uh, it's a luxury market. It's a luxury industry. Right. So I think ine- inevitably for that reason alone, there's going to be a downtick for sure. Um, for like the rare species and stuff that you don't see very often, I think there's still going to be a decent, you know, level of uh, turnaround of people buying those because that's high end stuff and they don't come around all the time. But the really like high-end stuff or the really common stuff, I think you're going to see a serious decrease in it. And everybody who's got, you know, 50, 60 pairs planned this year is going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean,
1: and that's not to mention, you know, even if it takes, even if you can say, all right, well, yeah, if it takes a while for me to sell it, I'm cool. Are you though? Because I mean, like I said, no shows. So it's going to be harder for you to get food. Um, also, uh, certain rodent places have had to up their prices because the price of shipping or feed or other things like that has gone up as a result of this. Right. So things are gonna start getting a little bit more expensive to do that kind of stuff. It's
0: well, the, well, so here's <clears throat> my my part of the the discussion that well mm. I guess if you want to call it the discussion on the
1: Facebook. Did it start as a, as a discussion and it then turned into like Thunderdome? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. usually how it goes. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And it was, um, you know, I, part of it was is that you know there was uh, I, I don't, I understood what Keith wrote, and, yeah. and I, I immediately knew what he was saying. You know, right? Um, for one, for a couple of things. So me as a breeder, um, you know, I've always had. I don't know if this is uh, back from listening to the Reptile Radio for. For so long ago and like the one thing that they said you know don't breed what you can't keep you know imagine you're gonna have that thing for two years you're gonna hold on to it for two years so only be yeah. prepared to produce what you're able to take care of because who knows what's gonna happen and this is a perfect mm-hmm. example of this isn't anything that anybody did wrong but you know I think. In, in my mind, this is what went through my mind. So I'm going to equate myself, right? So there's me, who's a hobby breeder, and then yep. there's Nick Mutton, who's a professional breeder, right? Right. And I like Nick Mutton a lot. I, I respect him. I think he does, you know, he's he's the carpet guy, blah, 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 blah. But he does this for a living. Yep. So if I try to continue to make tons of pairings, right, that... Mm-hmm are going to somehow compete with him. I mean, if you only have, let's say you're only able to sell, you know, uh, 50 caramel jags or 50 whatever, whatever you want to say, you know, 50 hypos or whatever, that's, that, that's how many he's going to sell in the U.S. for 2020 into 2021, mm-hmm. right? So, right. like, I want Nick to continue to be there, mm-hmm. like, because I'm a customer of Nick as well. So by me making too much and killing the market, I could potentially put him out of business and and hurt the, hurt the carpet python community mm-hmm. because somehow I think that I have to make X, Y, and Z. I don't think that anybody was saying that you can't make X, Y, and Z. If you want to produce 100 clutches of carpets, we'll go to it. But understand that you might not be able to move them and what happens always in that situation when you when you think it's going to be something different than it's not you know all of a sudden you're dropping prices you know yep. and, you know what i mean so again you're affecting the other people i don't know man maybe maybe it's just because i don't do this for a living and some people do so it's more cutthroat i don't know but like to me at the end of the day i want guys like you know i'm trying to think of people that are full time with carpets and really nick I guess Star, he's another one, you know, mm-hmm. like these guys that are, I mean, I don't, I guess if you consider Todd, I guess Todd does it. That's his full-time job, right? Yeah. Todd, and, right? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Todd's full-time. Um, but I don't know if Kerry is,
0: does, does he consider himself full-time? I mean, I know it's a business and all, but A lot of
1: Slayer money kicking probably around at Carrie's house, but I mean, like, it's... Sweat
0: if he doesn't I'm pretty sure he's okay. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs>
1: right. The, uh, I mean, but you gotta think about it, even stretches of people like Garrett, it's like, You know, it's people who do this full time. It it can hurt, but, you know, normally there's enough people for everybody, but the market is going to take a downturn. And, you know, it's going to be you're not going to have that thing of that. I'll be able to sell it to somebody who's just interested in the snakes because that, you know, you lose a lot of kind of stuff without having the shows or this, that and the other thing. So it but it's it's not. I don't know why people just got insulted by it because it was the key. was like, just pretty much breed what you're prepared. Like you said, prepared to take care of or what you can handle. And, you know, a lot of times these lessons, people are totally adamant against until they experience it. There's always that, you know, uh, we saw it with the Jag. We saw it with the zebras. People spent a lot of money, took out loans to get these animals because they thought they were going to take them, breed them, sell it, make a ton of money, And then be good. I mean, like, dude, I bought my first couple of my first room of cages on credit because I was thinking my first clutch of caramel tigers was going to sell and I was going to be awesome and pay back everything. I produced one caramel tiger out of that entire clutch. So, (laughs) yeah, Um, you learn the lessons the hard way because we have those people. um, We used to I think we called them burnouts at one point. You come in, you buy a shit ton of animals the top bloodlines you got all this other stuff you start tossing them together and then you try to sell them and they don't go or you have one bad season or you don't make the money back as fast as you thought you were going to make it and then you just burn your collection and sell it and it that happens and these are the kind of times when people will get out to be honest with you because they're going to have hard financial times. They're going to have a shit ton of babies that they don't know what to do with. They're not going to be able to go to shows. So they're going to start selling collections. You know, people are going to start. And then people, when we get through this, are going to regret that.
0: Yes, probably. Sure. Yep.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Just produce what you like. And then you don't have to worry about selling it anyway. Smart. I mean, yeah, well, you know.
0: You could be Look like me and just hoard
1: everything, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. See, oh, you beat me to it, Owen. All right.
1: And, well, Eric, Eric Eric, produces scarcity for his uh, – I think it's a whole marketing ploy. I don't even think he likes carpets. It's just that, you know, <laughs> by telling somebody you can't have it, they immediately want it. Dude, so, there's no you
0: know, denying that I like carpets. I mean, I mean there's I get no this. way you can deny it. <laughs>
1: you know. So it's, it's just one of those things where, like – This would be the kind of time where we find out that you are into breeding bearded dragons as a money thing, and you really don't like doing it, and this will be when it goes away. A lot of the um, the just-in-it-for-the-cash guys are going to be the ones who are going to be out first.
2: Do you even
0: see those people anymore? I mean, do those people exist? I guess I just don't rub shoulders with them.
1: They're the ones who go to places like... um, They're the ones who go to shows or buy entire clutches of normals and then you see them selling them online or Craigslist or a couple tables down. Like, they're not, like, the importers and stuff like that. They're the guys who just try to find the $20 snake that they can sell for $40.
0: Isn't there a guy on YouTube, and I, I kind of remember, like, he, he he brings in a bunch of, like, reptiles and then, like, pretends like he fixes them up and then oh sells them again? Well, what? I mean... Well, if, I mean, oh, there well, are if Riley don't know about it then maybe it then oh, I don't
3: I don't know. I'm not as plugged in as some others, but I wouldn't bo- I wouldn't be surprised if there is something like that out there, man. Would surprise me at all.
1: But that's what happens in some there are people who work with closely with the importers and the dealers and they grab the animals, raise them for like a year, year and a half and then sell them, but they put a higher price tag on them than the imported babies because they put in all The work of feeding them, growing them up, and probably losing two or three along the way. I'm not but,
0: talking about like a Dan Maliri or like a clockworker clock, kind like, of guy, like, yeah. No, I'm okay. not talking about that. I'm talking about like you know, somebody's getting rid of a bearded dragon that has, oh, dude, that like, happens, bone disease, and like you know, that happens all the they time. Fed there a there are... Lettuce for the past five oh, years God. and shit like that, and then like he fixes them up, and then recites, I, I,
2: wow. I don't know who it is.
0: I've sure. seen it, and I and I was like, "Is this real?" First <laughs> like, off, this can't be oh, real.
1: Man. No, it totally is. Because first off, if you go on places like Craigslist and stuff like that, there are people who have reptile rescues all over the place, and they are not licensed. They are not anything. They are just some guy taking reptiles, taking in animals. Now, some of them, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I hope. I like to believe. I hope that they are truly acting out of the kindness of their heart and they have the ability to help these animals and are just trying to take them out of bad situations. But I got to think that some of these guys are just taking them, fixing them, and dropping them off at the next table at Hamburg.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's that and worse. I know plenty of people that troll around, like, the Southern Californians. Like, I've seen folks that go to the random rescue or uh you know whatever reptile local spot thing and they see these morph ball pythons on there and they're clearly like marked 20 50 bucks whatever it is just because they need them to go to a good home and you know they've been in crap situations and these people are getting them because they want a cheap deal on what they think it is and and you know they're gonna go around and breed that rescued animal that like just survived some ordeal. You have no idea, and like screw ethics. You're just gonna try, and it's just ridiculous. Wow.
1: That that's that's the equivalent of going to the pound to get a German Shepherd because you want to breed German Shepherds. Yeah, it's like you're eh, like if you're gonna like <laughs> if you're gonna do it, get the land, get the animals, get right. the licenses, do it do appropriately, it right. do it correctly. It's right. you know it, it's you know, how many times Melissa has to deal with. Um, animals being brought in that are like multiple times bred. Then she's like, "What the hell?" They're like, "Oh no, no, this is my therapy dog." And the other dog just keeps getting loose all the time. They just both happen to be like blue fawn pitbulls. It's weird, right? It's like, (laughs) it's like, dude, come on. It's like that's that that's some people are just they just are wired weirdly. But if again, it comes down to it, is that if you can't take care of these animals. Don't do it, and just pause. It's okay. There'll be other times to breed the snakes. You know, I'm getting ready to pull all my pairs apart because uh, it looks like I'm getting like two or three more clutches, and then I'll be like, "It's good, it's good, it's good. I'm good. No more. I'm good." So, right. You know, of course, you know the olive shakes loose, and that's like worth three clutches. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> the one year you breed olives. As team I don't want to. Uh, yeah. Nobody, wants, <laughs> to nobody them. wants
1: them. They're all here. It's like, oh, this sucks. Oh yeah. boy. Man. And they're, see, but if it like, too, if were the white lips, if, if it were the white lips or the Timors or the ruffies, like, or the ruffies, I'd be like, don't care. It's like, yeah, <laughs> freaking green olives. Yeah.
0: I feel good about this season because I have, uh, you know, uh, today I got another clutch from a snake that not only have i admired in two other people's collections (laughs) (laughs) at first it was a guy named jason that had the snake and then dave kelly had the snake and then you know dave kelly was getting out of um ij's so he asked if i wanted it and i was like hell yeah you know and um it took her a couple years to acclimate, but she finally laid a clutch today. And, dude, that's such an awesome feeling, man. That's such we, a cool feeling when you're project. Can we
1: sit here and say that, my friend, you have bred the three major types of Morelia all in one year. You've bred Coastals, Jungles, and IJs. And then you have a potential of getting something like Diamonds. Yeah. You're having a kick-ass year.
0: Yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty happy about. it. I mean, you got Molly Ringwald produced the clutch, which is another one. And then you have this uh you know, other F1 pop one, which
1: uh Yeah, is there another now is there another animal that we've been waiting on? Because I mean like first it was your exanic female, then it was Molly. Like is there another animal that annoys you because it won't breed? Like do we shift the blame to that animal now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I'm sure there's a few.
2: <laughs> I don't know if the top There's several of in here. Are. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean, I have, I have those on the... So, right now, I have four clutches on the ground. I have the Damn. Red Tiger, Red Jag. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Gelatins, later clutch. Um, the two IJ clutches. So, I got the uh, M-Pen GQ to PC Bell, and then the uh, you know, the one I just had, the F1 to uh, K2 Eddie animal. So... Nice. Cool some cool stuff. And then, nice. you know, like you said, diamonds maybe. Hopefully. Who maybe. Knows, you know, yeah. that, would be, that would be pretty awesome. You've and again, I would hoard them on. all. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know all. I mean? so, <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I would
0: hoard them for a while.
1: That's yeah. a lot of baby tanks, though. I mean, they get to set up all these little five gallons in your room.
0: No, no, no. Get a rack for those.
1: Yeah. Get a rack for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can, would, you, would you just put their heat on a timer?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, And we'll see how it goes. I know uh, I would probably raise it up a bit and uh, Mm. have it a little bit warmer. Definitely give them some perching. And uh, I think with the diamonds, I would do the thing that I kind of do where I I use the sphagnum moss Mm. and, and I let them hide in it, you know? Like with the rings? Yeah, I I really got the trick from Keith McPeak. Um, he was at Carpet Fest, and he was just I was telling him that I was having trouble with this uh, short shorttail not eating. He was like, "Why don't you try spagnum moss?" And then you know, noticing that I've watched it at Matt's
1: house for years, you <laughs> know what I mean? it didn't even <laughs> take note. I'm just like, <laughs> "We've seen this a million times." Right. Like, yeah, I know. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs>
2: I don't know.
0: What about you guys? <laughs> um, what do you? Well, God Not whoever. It doesn't matter. Tell me, you know what. Well, Riley, why don't you start? What do you got? Yeah. What do you What are you working on this year?
3: Uh, what eggs do you have? It's uh, It's going to be a. I think it's going to be a quiet and slow year for me. I've got the uh, head Examic to Examic uh, clutch in the incubator. That's nice. two weeks in. Yeah. And then uh, I think my my albino Darwin is being being stinker again and just not working for me this year and i don't know what the hell the citrus tiger girl is doing but at this point in the season i'm willing to bet she's trying to take another year but um and then rainbow boas the my big adult girl is a month into her uh development so she's got another three months before she drops a big messy litter I forget Riley's got the live bearing
1: monsters. So yeah. like, you know, it's like it I yeah. can't pull
3: the plug on that one. It's already too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you don't I'm have that extra two months to destroy the eggs. It's like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Well, they
0: they seem to be pretty popular though, right? I mean they're a pretty popular snake.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I I get people hitting me up all year round for them, whether I have them or not. I mean, I can't produce enough to fill my demand currently, and and I don't even have much of a a reputation in circles of rainbow boa people and whatnot. Like, there's a few you know relatively well known names in rainbows that people are always suggested to, uh, Dave Calling, Ike Leitner, Trace Harden, a few other people like that, and uh, and yet somehow like there's just kind of an unquenchable thirst for rainbows, whether it's normals or morphs, like people just really like them. So I the wrong damn boa. I do remember.
0: I, I remember when I was a kid, there was a mm. book called, and you probably remember this. Owen, at Martin's aquarium and it was called pythons and boas, right? And it had them yes. on the tree on the yes. cover. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And, uh, you know, I remember when I first bought that book, I was like, "Oh, you know." My dad gave me like I don't know, it was like fifteen dollars or something, which you know back then was like a lot of money. And I'm like, "Oh, I
2: got this."
1: Eric guy. could buy Eric could buy a hot dog for a nickel, and then when he was a kid.
0: Trust me, man. <laughs> man. When you when you guys are older, I'll probably be dead at this point. But yeah, you that guys I mean, will long be older. Dead. You'll be like, yeah. you know, and back in my day, we had this virus, this coronavirus. We had to stand inside <laughs> for
1: months. <laughs> <laughs> you don't
0: even know
1: <laughs> yep. uh Jesus! but it, like you know it's
0: I, the, miss, the, oh. <laughs> I miss oh i miss martin's
1: aquarium <laughs> i know anyway
0: there was a i remember flipping through the book right in my and, yeah. and i don't think i've ever told the story but like really the one thing that kind of like kick my thing with snakes was that this guy his name was raymond and he moved in next door to me right so he moved mm-hmm. next door and he had this boa constrictor right and like, dude nobody had a boa constrictor like nobody had that you know it was like he somehow his mom worked at a pet shop and he got this bow and it was a normal bow it wasn't red tail bow so back then you know you would have like if you saw a red tail bow you would lose your shit man you would be like <laughs> what the hell it's red on the tail man like you know freaking <laughs> out and like now it's like red tail bow whatever Um, it's just so funny to see how it's how the perspective has changed anyway i remember we're flipping through the book right and i was like dude i want a bow constrictor and there was two snakes that the kid told me he's like no 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 man check this out look at this first was an indigo
1: yeah isn't that cool you have my attention yeah that is cool man (laughs) what
0: is that that's an indigo and i'm like Wow, it's got a red chin. That is badass,
1: and it's all black. You know, it's an all-black yeah. cobra without the venom. Right.
0: Sweet. <laughs> so then he flips and he shows me the rainbow boa, and it was like, oh yeah, that is that is really fucking cool, man. Like, wow, that is badass. It's way cooler than that boa you got.
2: <laughs> like,
0: nobody had boas, you know. But like, anyway. So yeah, that's my uh, experience with rainbow boas. Sorry to cut you off, Riley. No,
3: that's cool, man. That's a good story. That's uh, that respect. What do you
1: see that the bow is like? Is it like, at a certain point of year, people are really interested in them? Because, for me, the, in the Dominicans, it's like there's usually a peak point where I guess people are looking for them, and I get emails all the time. And it's never when the litters are happening. It's yeah. like like now, like right now, I'm getting emails. Do you have any Dominicans? I'm like guys, even if the two females have litters, they aren't happening right now. They're going to happen months from now and even then the babies won't be ready for months after
3: that too like it, yeah so yeah. people people hit me up for rainbows usually like early spring like right now mm-hmm. or uh, like a month or so after I've already sold everything um, <laughs> it's like I get a mad dash for like two or three weeks where I'll be selling a bunch of them when they're ready and I'll just sell like the entire litter like like, crack, and then all of a sudden I'll just, it'll be silent for a week or two, and then I'll get bombarded with tons of inquiries, and it's like, where were you a couple weeks ago? Like, I'm fresh out, sorry. Right. But uh, this year I'm not keeping anything from this pair, so, because uh, um, I've got enough babies from this pairing growing up, so this is just to, to keep making some cool ones. I mean, if something freaky pops out, I'll keep it, but otherwise this is just to fill the, the never-ending demand.
2: Right.
3: So, yeah. right. They're, like, the one snake that I, so far, have yet to worry about ever selling because I could put together a list twice over before I even have a litter.
0: And what do they typically go for? Like, what are they, they like, a $500 range or higher or what?
3: No, the normal rainbows for, like, a good-colored, like, you know, nice one with no specific label, like, high red or anything attached, they're, like, mm-hmm. two, 225 250 or so That's for babies not bad. that is not bad yeah. no super affordable and they're going up like i remember six seven years ago an average baby you know you could you pay 150 bucks 125 bucks for for a decent one a really nice one you could pay like 160 180 um but then um, when people started working with them and people started noticing and getting some cool colors then you start seeing this that's like the high red like three four hundred bucks um and then you start getting into hypos and a couple lines of those are like five six hundred bucks and then you have a couple lines of albinos and some candy stripes and zebras and super stripes and picasso stripes and all these other wacky things there's pied over in europe so um the i think the price is slowly Creeping up on them because the the demand is going up, but not a lot of people are like filling that uh, demand. So the supply hasn't matched it yet. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's been my experience over the last five, six years. You know, it's
1: if you can get a pair of snakes for under 600, I think you're doing okay. You know, and that's that's not bad at all. Um, And then I think after that, I mean, if you can get a pair of snakes for under a thousand, you're doing awesome if they're really like high up there. So, that's yeah. not a bad market at all. I mean,
3: no. So. Yeah. It's it's a reach, it's a reachable price point for yeah. the majority of reptile keepers. Um and it, it's just high enough to weed out the people who like literally just found the reptile world and and saw something shiny and want to buy it because sure. yeah. These snakes do take a little bit of know-how. They're not I, completely bulletproof. I know plenty yeah. of people that are phenomenal keepers in their niche and their species and have failed miserably with these things. I am somewhat happy that white lip, the gold white
1: lips creeped up in price from like two something to like three or four something. Cause now they're yeah. just out of that range. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm tired yeah. of seeing
3: them on Instagram. Like, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing with rainbows is, you get the visual color, but they're sort of an intermediate level to keep with the humidity, especially as babies. The babies, they'll desiccate really quickly if they don't have moisture. Um, like in a full day, you can kill a baby if it doesn't have access to appropriate moisture and it's warm enough. Holy uh, shit yeah yeah like if you forget to put water in or you don't give them water and it's warm in their cage they'll die um if they if they don't have humidity like they will have issues shedding they have very thin skin like retics do like very very thin Mm -hmm. and uh for whatever reason they just perish really easily from desiccation at a young age after the first couple months You know, they get a little bit hardier, so um, if you're doing paper, you want that paper wet. If you're doing bedding, you want that real humid, like, tub. If you're doing something with a screen top, you're going to be battling that humidity and spraying it a lot. Mm -hmm. So, they don't like heat, and they don't like to dry out. Like Asian rat snakes, Jesus. And they bite like hell as babies. They make (laughs) carpets look tame. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, you
1: you have my attention, but I... I've been ruined by uh, the Dominican boas, so I shall never do it. So, yeah. Yeah. One day I'll slip one in a package for you, and you won't have any choice.
0: Yeah. That's no, a no. Wheelhouse but you. There, right, Owen?
1: Yeah, I know. Would you? In your
0: wheelhouse. Right? What you what you
1: have to do is like, just just give it to Melissa,
3: because then I'll be like, well, hell, I can't get rid of it now, and then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they do this thing where they sit and watch you, kind of like Bloods do, where their eyes will move in their head, and they'll barely move their head. And then they just tense, and their whole body explodes when they hit you. (laughs)
2: Dude,
3: Dude. it's it's fun. My big female, she's as thick as a Coke can when she's not gravid, and she's every bit of six and a half feet. And when she punches, it hurts, dude. I I really don't take any liberties with her. Is this the one that you fed a rabbit? Too. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: so, listened to your reptile gumbo punk podcast, sir. Yeah, yeah. That's the, dear that's God, the Rabbit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so she was bigger when I first got her. She weighed a little over eleven pounds Holy when I got her.
1: shit! <laughs> I don't have yeah.
3: carpets that big. You're like, oh no, my okay. god. Dude, she's easily the heaviest body, biggest snake in my collection. Not the longest. My Kribo has her by a foot, but um, right. yeah, yeah, she's a monster. The previous, the first owners that had her, they once they got her up to adulthood, um, they, they were giving her like the food. No, no, no. They like it was one of those things where it was one guy's pet snake and so his buddies would come over every couple of weeks and they Oh, it, okay. And then and they'd make a time. thing out of it. And so they yeah. got to the point where they wanted to see how big they could get this thing. Uh um, the story I was told was that they fed this thing a live jumbo rat once a month. Well, I mean, The once-a-month interval, like, doesn't bother me. The live jumbo rat is absurd. (laughs) Well, the jumbo rat
1: is what worries me. I mean, it's the size of the prey. You got the time correct. The size of the prey is too big. And also because this is, like, you're not – see, I would probably – you'd probably even get away with that if you were breeding her because she's going to go off food for a bit. She's going to expend a ton of energy uh, producing the babies – yeah. And stuff like that, but if she's just a pet, a once a month
3: jumbo rat, you're still too far, you know. Yeah, I mean, when after I leaned her out, I got her to a good body condition that I liked. When I feed her a large rat, it you can't tell really where it's at. You like mm-hmm. if you were straighten her out, you might be able to tell. So I've got her down. I well, I haven't weighed her in in a year or so, but I would guess I've probably got her down to more like seven or eight pounds, okay. but. Considering they were feeding her live larges or jumbos, and she doesn't have a blemish, a scar, a nick, or anything on her, she huh. was a savage. Great, dude. she great. She's trained to be a in, in the gladiator pits. Like okay, dude, yeah. She's she's <laughs> an assassin. She sits in the hide in the back of her cage under moss. You can't see her. And if you're rooting around in there, like fluffing bedding or grabbing poop or anything, and if you're doing it with your hands and you don't have a lock on where her head is, she'll light you up and you'll regret it. It hurts. You, you speak like you've done this before. Many a times. I got it.
1: <laughs> never, never, never enough to stop. It's funny because, Riley, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, you and I were talking about the mad hogs and stuff like that earlier this week. I, I, I keep getting dancing around this idea of co my blue beauty snakes Because I have them in this very big uh, four-foot cage that is also very tall, Mm -hmm. and they both seem to be doing fine in that. And I separate them for feeding, and I feed the beauties like I feed my crebo. They just get a plate of fish and chicken and a small rat and a bunch of other stuff, and they are just hogs. Like they're just pounding down the food. Um, But because the way they are, they're not like fat. They're just getting longer and longer and longer and like bigger, not. It's a beauty snake. If you've got a beauty snake fat, you broke it. Right. you know are, it's, are they
3: one of those species where like if you go out in their natural habitat and you're finding them in caves, like there's several of them in one cave system? I think so, because like they don't seem to bother, they don't seem to mind that each other is
1: there. And I, I kind of dig it because now they're in these I, I haven't had them in cages since they were babies. Um, so they're starting to be more reactive. They're starting to flare up a little bit more when they're upset with me. And mm. they do this thing where they watch me and I don't know if you've seen beauty snakes, but they do the slow tongue flick. Yeah. Where they like stick out their tongue and then they move it up and down and then like for like three, four times. Yeah. And then they like slowly and then they bring it back in. And it's just fun to watch. And oh, it's yeah. like you kind of forget like, you know, you kind of forget what each snake is like. How, this
3: is awesome. Like, all right, this is cool. This is why I have you here. So, yeah. you know, I bet, I bet you those guys would cohab just fine. If you, you know, continued to keep an eye on them during feeding and whatnot. Yeah, I, bet, I mean, I, I don't see them being snake eaters. And after seeing, um, one of Dan's recent videos, when they were finding some of the, uh, I think they're a different type of beauty snake, but they were finding them like, you know just all over the uh the different rock formations every you know 10 20 feet 30 feet they would walk and find another and they're all in the same cave system and i would imagine that as long as food is plentiful and they don't have to compete for you know climate type resources they would be totally fine yeah i mean and plus they're an asian rat snake so they don't really
1: need to heat up that much right um you know the the cool part about that is too is that if i cohab them that gives me a the same size big cage for
3: the mad hogs when they get big. Or, True. Yeah, know. yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, just on getting the mad hogs together, I think that's worth trying because I swear. I mean, I don't know if the speckles or blondes behaviorally are any different, but these animals do so much better together uh, I as think, a group.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to start because the the speckles and the blondes are smaller than. The Giants, regardless, I okay. think, even at adult size. Um, I would like to put them in bins together mm-hmm. uh, and just keep them together. Uh, the colubrid, but where I keep all the other colubrids, like the bull snakes, the uh, I'm sorry, the, the pine snakes and uh, the rhinos and everything else, I think it's too cold for the mads, uh, for the hogs. So I might mm-hmm. actually keep them in the rack where I keep my male pythons, but together.
3: Yeah, I, so mine are in uh, the stack of AP cages that I run mm-hmm. a, a couple of adult carpets, and they've got the exact same heat and climate schedule uh, as my my pythons do. And, and you're getting they, breeding, so something's right. And, yeah. and they spend a lot of time on that heat; they really enjoy it. And I do the neat thing about uh, colubrids is you actually see them very active during the day. So, like, yep. if you happen to be home in your snake room, you'll see their behavior. Like, I can see during different types of uh, climates at different times of the day when they're thermoregulating and how they're doing it so like it gets really freaking hot here in Sacramento in the summer and my mm-hmm. snake room whether I want it to or not will probably be in the mid 80s at some point point. and when it happens those animals spend a lot of time swimming in the pool and on the far end and flooding things and making it you know wet and cool on one end and then when things get cold they are glued to the heat and it's really interesting to see that
1: Yeah, that's why I put the the timers and attempts on the colubrid cages to the heat kicks on when the sun goes up. And the same thing happens with the carpets and stuff like that. But, you know, exactly the, 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 like I'll see the Kreebo will be moving during the day. Same thing with Mm -hmm. the Blue Beauties. You go in at night, all the pythons are moving, but all the colubrids have like bedded down. Like they're, they're wherever
3: they want to be. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you do well putting those those groups of species together. Um, my awesome. Meat my giants are foot in foot a cages. F- yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and my, my my giants are in a four foot um, yeah ap cage comfortably, and they're you know they're not big. I've seen some massive giants in people's collections and videos and whatnot. Yeah. And I've read reports of individuals getting large enough to eat uh, medium rats. My my proven breeder male, I don't think he could take a medium rat, and he's the biggest one I have. So really? they don't, yeah, they don't have to be big. The female that produced eggs for me, she's no bigger than a freaking small gopher snake. Like definitely shorter okay. length, but like as lean as you know. Like right. I feed a small rat for her is a big meal. Okay, my guys have not gotten that far yet. They're still
1: on like adult chicks. Like uh, I'm sorry, not adult chicks. Um, chicks, adult mice, and um, uh, I just got them onto like chunks of fish and stuff like that. So,
3: yeah, they don't they don't need to be big. Um, right. Yeah, I find that like if I, you know, during most of the year feed them a small rat every two weeks, that's perfect. Yeah, um, we're not yet to small rat size. We're like,
1: I bet you they could choke down a crawler. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah.
3: you're a, you're at a good pace. Then they
1: don't need to at all it's weird to think about it. like I remember them being these tiny little shits in these like deli cups and oh, I, I'm like I'm like cool I got Madagascar Hawks I think I texted Eric and then like five <laughs> minutes later Riley has exploded my phone and I'm like what
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what yeah. did you do who got them I'm like alright fine it's like yeah so
3: yeah they grow it's fast man they grow awesome. real
1: fast now that we've hijacked the show and turned it into the Cullivered Corner um, <laughs> Eric would you did you have another topic
0: another time well i don't know riley did we finish with what you got going on this year
1: did you hit yeah we kind of
3: went on a tangent That's yeah right. i mean i just did it. i just have that one clutch of eggs in the incubator the rainbows and then um i'm you know if the hognose produce uh, it'll be later this year uh, no, i don't won't know no, don't don't tell the
1: people about the hognose those are ours <laughs> <laughs>
3: says ours. I, we, well, I said
1: hours. I'm not a monster. And,
3: and the <laughs> interesting thing is like, it's the other female that's breeding this time that oh. I see for sure. And the, the smaller girl who bred last year looks really thick, but I, you know, they spent the last couple months on the heat and now he switched over to the other female. So I don't know who's going to produce if one or the other or both will, but yeah, they're, they're not uh, going anywhere. <laughs> 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 they're not going to go to any random people who just want a big hog nose because the hype on them recently has stirred up interest. Like I'm super stoked that people like snatched up every import that came in and like they're getting their just due. But uh, as far as captive, born and bred individuals. Um, those those only go to people who are like already working that project and you know are gonna plan on sticking with it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, they uh, they they don't need to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, because right. you I have the minor captive hatched.
1: Yeah, um, my two, and then okay. you've got the captive born of bread. And I I keep kick last year I kept kicking myself. I'd spend all my snake money and then either blondes or speckleds like. Captive hatched would pop up and I'd be like, no, it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kept happening. So this year I, I am going to try to get at least 1.1 1. 1 of the speckles. And I need one more male blonde and I'll have 2.2 uh, 2 of all the other ones. And then, you know, you and I'll talk about the giants.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think a, a fair amount of imports came in over the last year yes. or two. And so I think we should start seeing people produce. Just get lucky, yeah. Um, Yeah, and, and, you know, I think it'll take a little bit of luck on the first round, and then people can grow those animals up and plug those in. And then in, like, three years, maybe we'll see a few more generations of it. Um, But, yeah, I think think people will have success if they just kind of throw caution to the wind and put these animals together and just let them do their thing and try to observe them. So, oh, I'm
1: kind of hoping it'll be one of those things where it they'll they'll breed like gangbusters. People will lose interest. I can get everything I want and build the project that I want, and then Madagascar will shut
3: down, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like aha. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems to just you know peak open for like a week and then it closes again. Like I don't know if you noticed, but uh, like three months ago. Uh, two two shipments snuck in from Madagascar um, yeah, and, then it, and then it closed again so like a hand, handful of distributors put stuff in people's hands and then it was gone again just like that so yeah
0: Madagascar yeah, why, is
3: weird like that It's
0: why do they it, open it up and close it like that
3: well, you just a have of, a lot of government instability and like yeah. turnover and who's running it and, yep. and policy changing left and right and a lot of corruption and money and sway, and there's they're still trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to run themselves, like, efficiently, and they're just, I don't know, whatever seems to be going on with their their wildlife import and export, they, they don't seem to, you know, be able to make up their mind.
1: Yeah, and I wish they would, because there's a lot of things that kind of need to, I don't want Madagascar to be picked clean, because right. everybody's interested in this kind of stuff. I'd prefer it if it was kind of more regulated and you know you had your certain amount of shipments and stuff like that so i don't know yeah uh, i
3: think i think a lot of it has to do with the um the very high profile uh poaching of radiated tortoises and plowshare tortoises because those things are federally protected they're cites like they're super regulated and yet every six months you hear about nine to 10,000 of them being, you know, confiscated in one of the biggest busts in history. Like that happened last year twice. Yep. Um, and so that, you know, that's still happening. So I really, I really can't blame the officials in Madagascar for being gun shy about export, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and everything like that, because we've seen track record in other places that, things do get over-exploited and problems happen, um, and then the locals don't get any part of it, and, and they get screwed and left with, you know, cleaning up the mess, and nobody wants that. Um, so, like, yeah, there's pros and cons to it, right? But, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think if they keep squeaking out little bits here and there from Madagascar every so often, and you've got those devoted people working on certain projects, you know, I think that's all right, as long as they don't just shut it down indefinitely.
1: Yeah, I mean that'd be you know shut it down indefinitely but after I've established my projects then you can go ahead and do whatever. Well, so.
0: I mean we I I think the trend is is that as we go further and further along I think you're going to see more and more I probably more and more now with the the virus and you know. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Stupid documentary to Tiger King doesn't help shit,
1: you know. Right. I told. I'm waiting for the Reptile King. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Well, yeah. I think that's the
0: thing. I think Dude, that's the those... thing that people are missing the mark on. Like, guess what, man. They don't separate cats and big snakes. They're like exotic animals.
1: So, like, duh. (laughs) Every person that I've talked to, they're like, I'm like, you guys realize that the dude was filming at Tom Crutchfield's for a reason. And then he got distracted by a snow leopard in a van. Like, I'm waiting because the footage is out there. Oh, yeah. Something's coming. So it's and, you know, guys, it's. Yeah. I don't tell people how many snakes I have in my house because I know people freak out about that kind of stuff. Now I'm not crazy. I don't have cobras or a crocodile. Like you know, it's you one of those things. I don't. <laughs> I
0: know. So oh, well, you grew it up and sent it to a zoo.
1: Right? I did. I <laughs> mailed it to Riley Zoo. <laughs> well, when I say when I say mail it to a zoo, I walk into Riley's Zoo and threw it in a cage, like you know, and <laughs> chucked it over the fence. Which chucked it actually. over the fence. Yeah, that's happened actually. Incoming. I know it happened. I that that is yeah what is it uh Clyde Peelings has this place uh he has a fountain or a, a pond mm-hmm. where they have red-eared sliders and you can like put 50 cents in and get the little reptum in and throw it at the red-eared sliders oh, yeah. so when I was working at the zoo we went over to Clyde's place and we did the behind the scenes tour we're, we're hanging out with Clyde and talking and I'm like that's a great idea and he's like yeah we started out with three I'm like oh what you just got more he goes no people kept bringing them to us people yeah. kept you know, He's like, one year, because they drain the pond every winter and bring everybody inside. He goes, one winter, we counted, and there were supposed to be like 150 sliders in there. He's like, there were 200. And I'm like, oh, want to have babies? He goes, no, these were adult animals that were not counted. Like, people just brought them to this thing and just chucked them in the cage yeah. and left. And I'm like, oh,
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, yeah. Had, we had somebody chuck a, a ball python in a box over the fence behind the reptile house at the zoo last year. And my coworker went into this back area where we keep a lot of logs and branches and cool, you know, exhibit features uh, to store. And he goes outside looking for some exhibit wood. And he sees, like, a, a cardboard box back there randomly lying on the ground that shouldn't be there, and he thought that was weird, and then saw something move out of his peripherals, and he looks over, and there's a log propped up against the wall, and a ball python perched up on it like a chondro basking oh, in the sun. God. And he calls, wait, calls wait, me wait, over wait, there.
0: wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. <sighs> I know it, it climbs. Ball
0: pythons are not arboreal, man. Yeah, you what's know, up I, with that, uh, Riley? I'll,
3: I'll send you, a, I'll send you a selfie of me and our arboreal ball python at work. Dude, there's so many people on treat.
0: Facebook that told me that's bullshit. He's, yeah. yeah,
3: well, for no, everybody it lives in a bin and it eats African softers, just like in Africa. For all of those people on Facebook who think ball pythons don't climb, hit me up. I will send you a photo of a 39-year-old ball python. Climbing a tree. Wait a minute! They're only supposed to live four to five years and die at 500 grams. Yeah, well, right? when you when you breed them and power feed them and turn them over like you know pancakes, yeah, they're not gonna live very long. But um, yeah,
0: that's cool though, it, man. It
3: was up that is there. It awesome hanging well, out in the tree. That's, it's yeah, it's it kind of shitty you know. that the
1: dude threw it at the
3: reptile house. I mean, yeah, and we hadn't been back there for like four days, so it could have been back there for as long as like four oh, or five days, or, oh, sure. or it could have just been dumped there, and then the box we picked it up. And and I knew it was the box it had been chucked in because it had been like loosely taped with really old shitty packaging tape. And okay. there were like there were like dried rat turds in it, so they obviously oh. were trying to feed the snake in oh this tiny little box. God. The snake is emaciated, has belly scales all cracked and split, scale rot, both of its nostrils chewed off, couple layers of stuck skin on the eyes, and it was just like barely breathing, the thing was a wreck. So we got it to the local rescue, and they got it to somebody's house to foster and rehab it. But that kind of stuff happens, and that's definitely not the only time it's happened at the zoo I work at, previous zoos, zoos around the world. And, yeah, now that this, uh, this whole coronavirus seems to have some very legitimate ties to uh, the exotic wildlife trade and, and the illegal one at that, I bet there's going to be a lot of things changing in that industry. Or the, uh, what is it, the, the the wet markets and stuff like that, like the animal markets? I mean, yeah. it's— Yeah. I mean, I'm all for these of... people who need to eat over there. Like, they don't have grocery stores like we do. So, like, yeah. I get they, they live off whatever's, you know, in their backyard. But, yeah, there definitely needs to be some some tightening of the belt on the regulations because those people are just as affected as we are. They are—you know, they can get sick, too, and they probably have even less access to the health care to, to help them. So it's a yeah. it's a global thing for sure
0: sure yeah it's you know i don't know i i guess something did cause. i mean i I don't know if it's right to think this way but you know yes maybe that was the cause of of this virus or whatever but you know i mean people have been talking about this type of thing for years that could happen Mm -hmm. at any point so Mm -hmm. yeah couldn't it just spring out of nature i mean you you know what i'm saying like it, it could just be, and then you know, obviously this was in an animals and it moved to humans. Which to me, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but isn't that like a big leap to do? Yeah, yeah,
3: that's a big deal. Right. Yeah, especially so. in such a short time frame, and then it's mutated a second time, so there's two strains of it. So it and that's all happened pretty quickly. So yeah, it's right. pretty pretty right. unprecedented.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, did you guys? So you know, one of the thing, one of the topics that were on the list uh, was uh, just to hit on like you know, I think for me, so for a couple things like one, you know, like the business that I'm in usually doesn't see like a recession. You know, we'll see a change in habits, but you Mm -hmm. people still have to eat. So there's still actually when it's a recession, you have less people going out to eat, and you have more people, you know coming and making meals at home so we actually have an uptick in business when stuff like that happens okay you know so to me that's why i was saying like the where do you think that the reptile hobby will sort of go during you know something like this and who knows i mean i don't think we've ever been in any kind of situation like this where basically we shut the world down for you know a couple months and then yeah. hope to rev it back up. So who knows, maybe it'll rev back up and it won't you know, I'm not an economist, so I don't really wanna make statements on on that kind of thing. But um, damn, I don't even know where I was going at that point.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say. I, God, you're you're I'm getting, just, getting into gonna something be on, changes on the list. Yeah. You were getting into something on the list.
0: Oh, that's it. So like, you know, so I guess with me, I kind of saw the writing on the wall maybe sooner than other people did only because of what we were being prepped to do behind the scenes. So like, uh, you know, we're already like, for instance, we we're already like my day today was just like, how are we going to take the temperature of everybody coming into the building? Like, how, how does Holy happen? shit. You know? So, it's a law in Jersey, which means that it's only a matter of time before it's a law in Pennsylvania. You know? Or a guideline from the CDC or whatever the case would be. Now, mm-hmm. you know, so my point is, is that did you guys do anything to, like, as you, this started to go, did you do anything to prepare, like, thinking, like, you know, one thing that I don't have, and I don't know how I'm going to get it is you know like paper substrate like i usually yeah. use a big roll and if i try to order it on amazon you know we're looking at the end of april if well now it's probably uh, the middle of may
1: you you line right. is, you line is the problem is, is that like i get what you're saying and i did those things but uh like you know i stopped i filled the freezer I ordered ordered paper. Paper towels are non-existent. I finally found a roll yesterday.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) I I grabbed like two packs of paper towels because that's all. The paper towel aisle at my supermarket is becoming – I'm sorry. My supermarket near my house in general is becoming more and more children of men-esque where it's empty and there's not really a lot going on. Uh, But the paper towel, I guess they opened up a bunch of boxes of just those packs with two rolls in it, and you had a two – package limit per person. So I just grabbed two because I don't know. Um, but, you know, I filled up on rats and I spent more on rats than I probably should have uh, just because I don't I didn't want to have to go back out there to buy more rats. I purchased paper. I didn't get the paper off of Amazon like I normally do because it takes a while um, and it's cheaper. I went straight to Uline and paid the 27 bucks for the roll of paper. Mm-hmm. And then the thirty dollars shipping, but um.
0: Damn, you should have told me. We would have went in together. What the
1: hell! I didn't think about it. Like you know, next time, next time I'm gonna let you know. Next don't pandemic. Like, don't, be, don't be like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Just because you can't order the butcher paper and let a roll fall off the truck like you normally do. I'm just saying, you know,
0: man. the you like, towels. Uh, I know a guy. I got works you. And oh, it's coming oh, we're gonna off do the this? truck that you know could just say like. <laughs> Oh oh no that's uh, buy was, this one here so give me
1: that, that one right there. are we gonna stop are we gonna start like a paper like towel like mafia kind of deal because I'll get behind Dude, that, that. I mean
0: that's a I'm supply. half Italian that's yeah. a supply that all <laughs> reptile keepers need right that's right yeah well. oh you're right
3: yeah. yeah you're right yeah I haven't seen paper towels for sale at a store around me in weeks
0: yeah yeah man
3: I, I've got two more rolls left in the closet. I'm scrapped I, I've, been, I've been going on the hunt every day, man. Like, grab my, my spear, my shield, and helmet, and, you know, strike off for the winter and hope I come back.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I sure hope Riley makes it out there. Right. I can still see him. He's only a block away. It's like, yeah,
3: it's a, he um, hasn't made it very far. He hasn't made it very <laughs> far. You need
1: that young blood to keep it going. He, he's <laughs> weighed down with all the supplies. It's like, you know, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just I one of those.
3: You know? Yeah. I stocked up on paper rats and everything that I could do, bedding, mm. all that good stuff. I did go, um, I was going to, uh, I went to the local pharmacy
1: to pick up Zero's uh, medication, oh. and they had the refills for the Lysol spray, like the bleach spray, mm. and they had a limit, like you'd only purchase two of those. So I bought two of those. So now I can fill up my, you know, Lysol sprayer at least two more times and, you know, use that other than that i i I got dawn dish soap i might have to like soap and water cages soon old school yeah baby you know it's like eventually you're gonna like the, the 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 supplies are there but you might have to compromise you know might have to spend a little bit more you might have to you know i might be scrub brushing Four-foot cages, like with soap and water. At some Wait, point, Oh
0: man. You know, if I got a five-thousand-dollar snake, I cannot spend twenty-five dollars on supplies. Shut
1: your goddamn bowl. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> like, dude, I went to my road it's Too much. I know. I know. I
0: can't afford that. I know. but give I me that five-thousand-dollar snake.
1: I went to my rodent guy and I literally spent six hundred bucks on rodents. And while I was there, spent another sixty dollars because he had packs of rabbits for forty bucks. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I just grabbed That's what I right. could.
0: You got those retex, man.
1: I they're fucking that monsters. At you one time, they, man. No, shut up! Feet. Like you're that was, I yes, yes. I have a bag of bunnies and I'll be able to feed the retex twice. Like. It's, <laughs> All three so, of them, twice.
0: So, real quick, since we said retex, what do you guys think about, like, snakes like that? Snakes that make, like, clutches that are, like, you know...
1: I am so glad that only one olive python is breeding. Like, <laughs> I am so goddamn happy. It's, you know... Think it, about,
0: like, what, Jay Brewer and the prehistoric pets and all that shit? Like, I yeah, mean, but are
1: like, they... They have the capacity for them, or at least they should. Yeah, yeah. Stop it! Stop! All right, no. Have you, you been, been
3: there?
1: No, but.
3: <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> like they... There is a ceiling. <laughs>
1: I know there's a ceiling, and that's something oh, that they. remember
0: should... when you went to my small, tiny room, and there was like cages all the way to the top, all like, the way up the top. I know, all, but
1: it's you no. Know, I know, I know, but I kind of feel that if you have a facility, you should be able to at least accommodate the animals that you're breeding.
0: So, what you're saying that makes
1: you legit is a facility, then? No, what makes you legit is the ability to take care of all the animals under your care. Oh, okay. So, so, uh-huh. facility.
3: so you oh. mean what makes you legit is having integrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, the yes. the retake side of things, that's a really good point. I mean, those animals produce 30, 40, 50 babies in a, in a clutch. Sure. And and a lot of those those big names they breed year round they don't have to wait on seasons they've got animals rocking and rolling all the time, so I would imagine if they are concerned they can stop the the you know from here on forward the, the future yeah and then just you know let whatever is gonna go go and hope that they can sell those and then just pay attention to the markets now will they do that who knows you know time will tell but. That's a really good point. Um, you know, Garrett Hartle put out a great video recently talking about his super dwarf goals and, and why he's so into super dwarfs. And one of the things he talked about was when he was doing a lot of mainland stuff, he was selling a bunch of mainland animals, and he doesn't see those animals anymore. Those animals have disappeared more or less, like, and he, he didn't like that. Because that essentially meant that those animals were either neglected to death or released or, you know, some worse fate where they no longer exist in somebody's control or care anymore. And that, you know, he took it upon himself as his responsibility to make animals that won't put people in the situations, as, as his you know point was coming across, to, to not be able to care for this animal for its entire lifetime because it got too big or whatever. And, and there's an peel and super dwarfs that way and i thought that was a really sensible approach aside from all of his other reasons for liking super dwarfs you know he has his own like you know personal passions for the the species and the islands the research and the purity and this and that but like that was a very responsible uh, um thing to to consider and then put out there for people to hear and with his reach i hope you know that more people are hearing that sort of discussion right now because yeah like What if I did hit every single clutch of of babies that I was going for this year? Would I realistically be able to sell them all? Probably not. And that's only like four or five clutches, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think there's a perception, like at least this was my perception when you first get into reptiles. Like, say this is your like your first or second year, or like you've been keeping for a couple years and this is your first year breeding. So, you know, you're you're somewhat familiar with the the market and and, well the the hobby and like you know you know people in the hobby and blah 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 blah. What's popular? What's not? All that kind of stuff. And then you have you just have this. There's this just this idea that like you breed. You lay the that she lays the eggs, the eggs hatch. You give it three <laughs> meals, and then it's sold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like all the eggs will be perfect. There will be no complications. No. And all the babies will be feeding. And then right, the first thing that happens is you totally ch- like just the first thing kills you when it's like oh she's a male. Like that's the first thing that punches you in the gut. And then The next thing is that, oh, the male wants nothing to do with the other female, and they won't be breeding, or then she lays an entire slug clutch, and then it's like, oh, or all the eggs look perfect, but then you find out they all are infertile in the incubator, and then the babies all hatch, and you get maybe one of the morph that you are the kind or the type you were looking for, and everybody else is just brown. And then it sounds it's, like
0: the last seven years of NPR, man. What I mean, it's my doing? life. <laughs> I mean, you given me your life I'm list to get through it? Wrong, it's like every what? year. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> also, I'm not like even talking about that, I'm talking about this idea that like all you have to do is hatch the snake. That's not true. It's like there's uh, so much more. three three mice. You're you're good, man. You know some of them don't even people are gonna hunt you down, try to get those snakes off you, man.
3: If I ever find people with that mentality, like they truly have it, I'm going to make sure they buy children's pythons and get into breeding them, (laughs) God, just to kill that dream, because that (laughs) is just nonsense, absolute nonsense. I've got a nine month old baby children's python right now. I'm looking at who literally just took her first. Food. full meal and like i had to start it for her she ate it on her own but i had to put it in her mouth and we're at nine months and we're not out of the woods yet like i cannot sell that animal as an established animal that yeah. animal will probably reach a year of age before it's even at a consistent eating point where i would even consider listing it for sale so like yeah you you think it's all uh just gonna work out perfectly you've you really got another thing coming but and the that's problem... something
0: that me and Rob always talk about is the fact that you know, you know this, there is this idea, and you know we've said it multiple times on the show that you know like oh well this is why this species nobody cared about it and it got lost and it's like no sometimes they suck yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's yep. just the truth
1: man sometimes they're not they're popular just they yeah. suck yeah you know?
0: sorry Owen, and I cut you off what were you going to say no
1: no but it's like it the thing is is like you you. There are. Do you think that's a lie that's perpetrated by even people who breed reptiles? Because I mean, how many times do you have to, or have you heard the, oh man, you just take it home, you do this, you do that, everything's fine, and then they breed. It's like, but I think, there's more.
0: I think. I think. I've noticed a trend away from breeding. Okay, that's good. As of late, I mean, yeah. I know that we've talked about this for a long time on the show it's like you know you don't necessarily have to be legit to you know you, you have don't to have to breathe. be a breeder to be legit you know no. you can you can keep snakes and you can just you know yeah have totally them observe them and you know right and be infatuated with the, you know their their habits and and behaviors and all that kind of stuff um and i think i see a move towards that which is good you know yeah. that's good because i think you know i think that there was just i guess i guess it just came with the ball python craze. Mm. you know is was like you know this idea that you know in order for you to be even looked at you had to be breeding something that was cool whereas like I see more and more towards like you know whether it's a naturalistic setup or a, cause let's face it, man, some of the shit that people do is art, man. Mm-hmm. Me, it's art. Like I look yeah. at some of these enclosures and stuff that they do, and I'm I'm just blown away. I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, you know, that's
3: really badass. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Which is, which I I think it I think it's it's good for the hobby. You know, I think long term that, and then that. I think it. I think in the long term, I think that more people, and I even get this now. I don't know if you guys get this. It's like it's more acceptable to have snakes or have a pet snake. You it is. What I mean? like yeah, more, definitely. More people, yeah, more people have that as a go-to pet anymore, which is good. You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: It, let me put it this way. i mean buying a snake's cheaper than getting a hypoallergenic cat so you know i mean i know
3: from experience
1: exactly There we go so <laughs> it's you know I, I would say that that's something that you know also people don't really understand is that breeding your animals is the most dangerous thing you can do to your animals as far like from a health standpoint you know where do we have the complications? Sometimes we have complications with their cycling. Sometimes females have complications with laying eggs. You know, um, my my crevo died this year because she laid a bunch of eggs. They all turned out to be slugs. And then she was uh, she was bound up. And before I could end up getting her to a vet, she ended up passing. And that sucks. Uh, you know, and that's just one of those things where, you know, uh, that's a risky take. Um, And if you're not prepared for that, or if you don't want to do that, don't. It's not, nothing would force Nothing's forcing you to do it. Just have one, two, spoil the shit out of them. Get eight foot cages for, you know, a ball, a ball python. I don't care.
3: Like it's whatever, but. Well, yeah. And even when you do just have a pet, like think about how frequent it is for random ailments and things to pop up when you're just talking about your dog or your cat or your pet turtle or bird or whatever like it yeah it's going to happen one way or another the benefit to only having one or two and not breeding is that you're not you know committed to a bunch of expenditures in other ways and you will have the money to take it to a vet yeah i mean dude i'm i'm getting ready to send
1: my second maclots python to the vet for surgery this year because i mean you've got to be freaking kidding me what is up with this species (laughs) but it's it, it's what you do. I, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the curse that keeps on giving. Like, I don't understand. It's probably because I gave you too much shit over uh, those yeah. eggs in that incubator. Mm-hmm. It just keeps coming back to her. Like Karma, bro, just one more thing <laughs> with the goddamn Maclots pythons. Like, please God. So yeah, but it, that's, I know some people who wouldn't even do that. They would just be like, well, whatever, or put it in the freezer. And that's, yeah, there are decisions that you have to make with but, that kind of stuff. and it's, But see,
0: that must be a species that you really dig because, you know, I mean, you've, you've yeah. tried to the breed them multiple years. You ran into yeah. all
1: these issues. Slug eggs, that. It's lost a male, it's one female. A this, it's a that, female turned it's into this. a boy. <laughs> right. A female turned into a boy. And you still have them. I still have them.
2: Right. I you keep going from like...
1: The, I keep going to, to like world. five or six and then down back the Glitch. <laughs> and then like and it's five not or even six. Like,
0: it's not <laughs> even <laughs> like you see... You know, it's not like they're crazy expensive money or anything like that. No, you know, it's, it's just that they're,
1: they're, you know, it they're they're a cool snake, and they're the snake that the reason I like them so much is when you bring them out, people are like, "What the hell is that?" It's something that because it's different. It's different. Like yeah. you remember, we had a I had a water python in my display at Tinley Park, and people were all about it because it was reared up, showing the orange belly, and it was not the same ball Python they'd seen on every single other table or something like that. So right. that, that's what draws me to a lot of species is the unique attitude, uniqueness of the animal. And, you know, it's not something I see on every single freaking table, you know? And that is my main thing where it's like, part of me is looking at my corn snakes and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> like, it's like, right. Cause you see them all over the place and there's, but they don't take up that Joe much space
0: just Smacked the wall, man. He sorry, I'm sorry, wall, man. He's straight up
1: punched. No, the wall. No, he's going to, he's going to oh, like, fucker, I'll know when he, I'll know when he's listening to the show. Cause like, he'll just be at my door and just slap <laughs> me and then leave. It's like, yeah, it's, but it's I just like you, that. It's when just, he
0: comes to pick it, up the box, I give him a good smack right in the beard. Like, right. I asked like him
1: for, uh, I, I actually asked Joe for, uh, a bunch of, um, his isopods. So now he's just going to like not send them or, uh, send them with like hey, a bug. What do you box. need isopods for? I am setting up naturalistic bio... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Creepo shit a lot, dude. And I just want bugs to eat it so I don't have to clean it. That's, that's
0: not bioactive, man. I don't think that's how it works. but It's I don't exactly know. <laughs> how it works.
1: You're going to need a lot of bugs. Uh, so many. <laughs> I'm actually trying to get them... I have them established in the Timor Python cage because uh, a friend of mine had this, the, the zebra ones or the tiger ones. I forget the fucking ones that are the orange ones. I don't know. Um, and they weren't selling at a show. So he literally gave me like five or six deli cups full of them. And I just threw them into the Timor cage and they like exploded. And, uh, now when like I moved the Timor's water bowl, you see them like all running for cover. Um, But like the Timor sheds, and if I don't get in there fast enough, they'll start picking apart the shed and stuff like that. They'll eat it. So, yeah. Wow. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Doubt me. Uh, I don't know, man. I I get that
0: whole thing, (laughs) but I keep snakes, not
1: bugs. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm not. I'm not trying. It's why you know Joe sent me. (laughs) Joe sent me springtails, and he goes, this is how you're going to set up the colony. Of course they all died. So it's like I literally text him. I'm like, I need you to send me isopods, and I need you to send me ones that I don't have to take care of, that all I have to do is throw into the cage and not give a damn about. And he's like, all
0: right. Lazy, lazy keeper,
1: man. Yes, yes. That's why why I'm getting them. Like, I don't want to do it. You can tell me I can get bugs that
0: will do it for me? And you could so many... do it with something like a short tail that shits like every three months or
1: something. <laughs> you no. got to do it with we a Kreebug that shits firmly... like every five minutes. We have <laughs> firmly established how how short tails and I get along in the world, okay? I uh, know. So... Maybe
0: if you had the springtails in there, you'd be all right. You and have no,
1: to touch it. will no. be an evil creature that I wouldn't want to. <laughs> and now. No, it will do my. It'll do the work for the Bridge. That's what it'll do. It'll be I fine.
2: Gotcha,
0: I gotcha. Okay. All right.
1: Fair right. enough. Hey we get on this tangent.
0: I don't know. Uh, but you know what grinds my gears? Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> and this is kind of like I don't understand why people don't call this out. It drives me crazy, and I see it from well-named people to nobody wearing hats. No, not that. Oh. No. <laughs> when you're unboxing something. Why do you do it in your goddamn reptile room? Biggest pet Clearly, clearly people don't know how to do quarantine. Because let me tell you about the people that visit the supermarket, man. Like, holy hell. Like, they don't understand how far six feet is apart. (laughs) Like, there's so many things they don't understand. And, you know, like, (laughs) like when somebody comes in and there's nothing on the shelf, and they're like... Um, do you have any paper towels? No, we you keep them in the back away from you so that you can't get them. You know, because that's the, the way that's that business is done nowadays. You know, <laughs> we just want you to think about what you can not have. And we're just going to be like, ah, don't you wish you could have the paper towels? Like, really?
1: <laughs> I don't it's, know. Dude, it's like how people text you on your website. Do you have white lips? Do you, did you see them available on the Snakes for Sale? No. I'm like, then No. Like I mean, I'm not I'm not hiding them. Like they're well, not there. We know there. you have those backdoor deals, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn right I do. And you think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna clue you in on my backdoor deals? You go to hell. No. Um, it's it. No, but here's the thing. It's just that you it, it, quarantine is important. If any, if this is if this whole coronavirus thing has taught you anything, yes. No, no, the quarantine is important. Like don't just buy the animal at the show and bring it home and throw it inside. You know, like. My female white lip, my, my gold, that I bought a couple months ago, she just broke quarantine. Like, just did it. She's now downstairs with the rest of them.
0: See, I never used to do that. But, you know, I guess after being with you, Owen, for so long and the zoo guys and whatnot, that's like, you gotta. You, you, there's you no, have to. I mean,
3: you have to oh, do yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> mandatory. And trust me, when you see things get through, it makes you really wonder, like, Is that three- to six-month quarantine even enough? Like, I've seen stuff sneak into collections, sit there for, like, years, and then all of a sudden, boop, that snake has IBD. Like, that snake hasn't touched another living thing other than its keepers. How did it get IBD after being in a zoo for the last ten years? Right. Uh, So, yeah. And, like, in all honesty, anybody can – make quarantine happen even if you just go get a a walmart you know snap lid tub a little heat pad on like a little 30 dollar thermostat and put a brick on top of it so the animal doesn't get out drill a few holes or poke them you know it it could you know cost you 50 bucks and you can put together a tub and just put it in your living room it doesn't have to be a completely different building but Mm -hmm. like if it's in your living room and not in your snake room or if your snakes are in your bedroom you put that snake you know in another room or you know your kids room or whatever just something like that and then you just know how to operate you don't service that before you go into your collection or you know yeah, yeah a d- different day if you got it or do it at the end of the day when you know be- between afterwards and the next time you see your animals you're going to shower and change so forth and you know it- there's a lot of different easy things you can do
0: right it's kind of like it's kind of like people's like you can you can see the same thing sort of happen with the coronavirus it's like you know they, they nobody wants to be locked in their home like you know and and at the same time people like like me, Riley, you're probably the same way. Wouldn't you love to just be at home and be Oh, gay? <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, we'd be doing YouTube videos every day, podcast every other day, you know what I mean? Oh, we'd yeah. Get, oh, dude, I, I, websites would be done, you know, I would be learning new songs on the guitar. I mean, there's just tons of shit that I could be doing rather than finding paper towels in the back room, you know. Um, yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: but, yeah,
0: I, 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 you know, and it, it's, I, just, I, guess with the, you know, the the thing, the thing that bothers me is that like, you know, it, it, like people just think that well that's not going to happen to me, you mm-hmm. know? so like I can cut this corner and like I know I've not quarantined animals before I've done it you know I've I've and and every time every time it bites me in the ass every yeah. time you know it's like ah. Oh,
1: Should've yeah, that, dude, it, it it happens, and you know what? I actually, um, I'm liking those. You guys have seen those um, kits that you buy that turn like a uh, a bin into like a slide glass front cage.
3: Yeah, I have one. it's yeah. great.
1: Yeah, I love that idea for a quarantine cage because you know what? It can fucking move really easily. Oh yeah, like, and, that's a good idea. I mean, so exactly.
3: Nice. I love it. I have I, and you one. know what? It's super easy. I mean,
0: You'd be Python portal things. Yeah, yeah. I love that two. idea.
3: The Python okay. portal is the double door, so it's. A- the wider one with two sliding glass, and then the Draco portal is the single door, and it has the option to slide either left or right. It's just one pane of glass. Gotcha. It's so easy to do. You tape the dang thing on the side of the tub. You trace it on the inside. You cut it on the inside. You drill a couple holes. You screw it together. You put your glass on. Ta-da, you're done.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I love that idea, and I'm, I've seen them with um, heat panel, P panels mounted to the top. Like, yeah. And you know what, in my opinion That would give you great observation of the animal Because quarantine only works If you can really look And then you know what, you can store it away You could easily just pick up that whole thing And shove it in a closet someplace Until the next animal comes for quarantine mm-hmm. And it's big enough, you could probably quarantine A pair of animals together Like it's If you bought like a pair someplace, it would be fine yeah. So that's, a great uh, that's probably what I'm going to end up trying to do Is get one of those Because you know what you would even probably you probably even put a small shoebox bin inside it for tiny babies. So, like oh, it's totally. just like, you oh, know, yeah. screw it. it's like, yeah. So um, that's what I'm probably going to end up doing for quarantine. And then because uh, it, it, it is essential right now, I have a 41 quart rack up in my office that I quarantine in. Mm-hmm. And it's OK. It's just that it's hard to do stuff and maneuver and right now my printers on top of it. So, you know, it just would be much easier to do one of those things, but there are options out there to get that stuff done. And, you know, you got to think of it. There's no real good way to keep everything out of your collection. All you're trying to do is mitigate damage. And so you quarantine for 60 days, maybe 90 days. If you really want to be too crazy about it. Um, and then you move the animal downstairs. Are you going to catch everything? Fuck no, but are you going to notice more things doing it this way that could have potentially become a problem? Yes, yeah. you'll notice mites easily.
3: Yeah. You know, if you quarantine, you're good. Um, yeah, and, you can you can look out for irregular like yeah. stools and bowel movements, issues with the shed, like. If, yep. the, and one of the things that people don't understand with quarantine is like part of the idea is like you just said for observation the best yep. way to observe all of the telltale signs if something is going wrong is to keep it as minimalistic and sterile as is possible, possible without you know sliding the animal so paper bedding disposable easily sterile like if it's an arboreal pvc perch and a water mm-hmm. bowl like real basic real minimal and then that way if the animal has blood you'll see it or if If it's got, you know, a bad poop or, you know, if it's like acting funny or if it's just sitting weird, you're going to see it and you'll catch that. And then the other idea is if it's sterile, um, you don't have – you're basically running off the idea that there are no contaminants in this environment and any issues, parasites, internal or external, would have only originated – Right, yeah, they'd only originate from the snake. Um, And so – the like it's kind of hard with timing with snakes because they don't go to the bathroom every day. But if, you, right. if you've if got a good reptile vet in your area, or even a normal vet that can just you know, you could talk to ahead of time and say, Hey, if I call you guys ahead of time to run a fecal sample for me on my snake that's in quarantine, like most vets will do that, yeah. And it's, it's not an expensive procedure. Um, they you know, you just got to call them ahead of time, see if they even have time or staff to do it. Um, and that way you can just get a an insight into any internal parasites if there's anything wacky you're gonna see it in their poop
1: so yeah i mean the the snake should realistically eat shed and shit all in quarantine before you move it downstairs
3: Mm -hmm. so you can observe all of these things
2: right yeah
3: you know at work we uh we have a series well so for snakes we we do at least three months um yeah, if they're from a zoo, if they're from a private collection or something that doesn't run the same level of screening, it's usually six months to a year quarantine. Yeah, and then uh, we have to have three uh, negative fecal samples um, a couple weeks apart, and uh, the animal just has to behave appropriately and eat and be you know consistent and behave normally before vets give the approval to to move them up to the reptile house. So so here's
0: a question riley when it comes to that like are you guys like so if you say you're getting i don't know say you get a king cobra something's going to be a, a, a you know like, uh, an exhibit that's it's going to attract people right mm-hmm. do you guys have that planned out like that quarantine time in advance like do you know that like okay in 2021 we're going to have a king cobra exhibit and, you know, we're going to set it up. So we got to get that animal now, quarantine it, make sure it's good so that we can put it into the, you know, general. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, animals so arrive before the shit's built. That's how yeah. um Billy, <laughs> Billy Sue has a, a just a, a couple years ago, I want to say a couple, it's probably 10 something years ago now. They opened up the a, a bird house, like new ornithology house. They had all the birds in quarantine before the building was even being built because they had to clear this massive quarantine because it's one of those birdhouses where you walk into a room and there's like 15 different species of bird all living together in harmonious fashion. And you have to make sure everybody's good with each other and nobody's bringing anything, otherwise the entire room is dead. So – yeah i
3: remember that so but yeah uh, i'm sorry no you're good you're spot on that there's different levels of quarantine for what the plan is and uh part of the aza's accreditation standard is to have um a lot of protocols procedures and like operating guidelines in place specific to your facility and a collection plan is one of those so zoos don't necessarily just have animals for the sake of having animals now they tend to uh are, are shifting towards having more of a focus and a direction in their collection um, and, and a purpose to every animal that's there, uh, if possible. Um, and, and whether that be breeding, a conservation message, education, holding sites to free up space and other facilities that are already breeding, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's all planned out ahead of time. So anytime, so if, yeah, say we were to bring in a King Cobra, there would have been a plan, you know, a year or maybe two in advance to go over sources for, uh, anti-venom, safe procedures, maybe get some training for the staff members who are going to be taking care of those animals. So that would be like sending them to other zoos to learn specifically. Um, so there's there's costs involved in that. So like if you don't have staff on hand for something uh, that have experience with that, there's other ways to get professional uh, training through other zoos. Just you know, you just reach out and schedule something basically. Um, so you can do that. So there's continued edu- education, and then depending on the facility, either they their own maintenance staff does it, or like if are city run, the city guys will build it. But yeah, they they get their their sourcing of funding if they need it, or they just use an existing building or exhibit and convert it. And then as far as quarantine goes, um, we have you know every zoo has like a clinic or a hospital, and there's a series of quarantine areas set up in the hospital, and depending. Depending on the zoo and the facility and the size and what they're capable of, some will have designated quarantine for designated taxa. So we've got uh, a reptile quarantine room. We've got a hoofstock quarantine room that attaches to outdoor stalls. We've got a primate quarantine room that has indoor outside stalls that we can isolate at different intervals. Um, We've got an aquatics room that has a pool built in, uh, um, bird quarantine aviaries indoor and outdoor chick rearing hallways things like that Mm -hmm. um so you know if we do bring animals in they can go into quarantine and we've already got these predetermined quarantine guidelines that we operate under and we'll fill out like you know print out a new quarantine intake form. The zoo will send us you know, the information from their facility with that animal's ID number uh, within the zoo, basically the nationwide zoological database, its entire health records that come with it, everything that's ever been put into a file about that, that animal comes with it and gets transferred over into ownership with us. And it's all digitized now um, in ZIMS, which is fantastic, because I can look up any animal in any zoo just by their number or tax or whatever and just look them up and see what's in their history. Uh, um, And uh, it's it's a global database now. It's pretty sweet. Um, But, yeah, everything's you know, pre-planned, predetermined. nothing is random or spur of the moment. Um, For the most part, you know, if you've got a bunch of little exhibits and, and, you know, you've got some vacancies and an opportunity pops up, then, yeah, you can grab it. But usually that's also done with a little bit of plan. Um, It's not not just like, hey, can I grab this? Sure. Okay. And then you (laughs) send off an email. Like sometimes it is, but it's usually like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Is this going to fit? Do we have the capabilities for this? Is this, you know, going to add extra work onto your day? Is this reasonable? Like, is this a reasonable decision for our capabilities? So there is some, there is some forethought into into some of it. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I imagine that's, uh, I, this may be a stupid question, but do you guys currently have to take any special precautions with the primates?
3: Yeah. Great oh, God, yeah. Coronas oh, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, right. before the lockdown, everybody who worked in the primate buildings had to wear full PPE, and they've oh. been doing that for the last, like, I want to say since February. They've been doing that, maybe even earlier. Well, um, dude, they the normal thing is to wear masks and
1: respirators when working with non-human primates in direct contact anyway. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. when—
3: not having a pandemic it's like yeah um, yeah and now they have to wear like full Tyvek suits. oh yeah uh, that's gotta be like bsl level yeah yeah the the slip-on boots over their yep. shoes goggles um bouffant caps the the yep. head caps it's like literally everything and face masks so there's no, there's none of you exposed and uh, and those buildings get warm, and when you're spraying and hosing stalls, and oh God, stuff, like, dude, yeah. I feel so bad for those primate keepers, man. Dude, like, it's, and if uh, they're out, if they're outside taking a breather or they're just kind of like lounging, looking at their animals, I do not bother them because they deserve it. Because I do not have to wear that level of protection on a daily basis. And They've been doing it for months now, so dude, yeah. Dude. I used to have to do
1: full Tyvek BSL levels uh, when I worked for Penn. Um, and I never got to work with the primates that they had at Penn. I think they were in a different building. Um, but uh, you literally had to do the full Tyvek setup, and it was the ones where um, you didn't have the little cap. It was a hood that went all the way up. So, uh, And you had the mask and the protective eye gear, and you had the gloves, and you had to tape the gloves to the tie yep. back. Yep. Um, also the same thing with the boot covers. Yep. Um, and I would get done and I would just unzip it and I would have sweat through all the scrubs <laughs> that I was wearing underneath. Yep. yep. And Those things was, don't oh breathe at buddy, all. It was one, I want to say it was one winter where I think some part of the lab had lost like uh heat and stuff like that. So I'd gotten mm. done at the animal, which the animal rooms, like there would have to be a nuke to go off to ruin the animal rooms, but where humans were, we don't care. So um, I would get. I got out of the room and I undid the Tyvek suit. There was steam coming off of my body. Like, <laughs> it was like one of those like where you go outside. Like oh my god, it was like oh, it yeah. was horrible. Yeah. yeah that's, but, that's...
0: Is the is the uh, what would be the word? Is the transference? I don't even know if that's a word, but is that equally between? both species or is one more susceptible than the other it's like the, are you protecting yourself from the from the primate or are you protecting it, a it's, a mo- mo- it's, mo- it's
3: it's it's both yeah it's yeah. two ways but with the coronavirus being spread by people right now our biggest concern is transferring anything to them, to them. yeah okay
1: I, it's yeah um,
3: yeah they're called zoonotic diseases. Yeah. Um, yeah, and
1: that's and that's something where certain ones I give it to Aminol, and then other ones Aminal, give it to me. Like um, it's weird because it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: sitting there saying like, is, does he know it's called animal? Like, I'm doing that like... on purpose. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Um, uh, he's it's... practicing for his new pet tuber YouTube channel. Exactly. Okay. It's where it's don't be stupid. Protect Aminal. Mm-hmm. Um It's. <laughs> um, I, it, I want to say, is it tuberculosis that? The monkey, the non-human yeah. primates, can give tuberculosis to us, and then yeah. we can give TB to elephants. Like it's like one of those things, what? right? Oh my God! Yeah. Is that yeah, is yeah. that it, Riley? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like some things we can get it from the animals, and then we can transfer it to other animals. That, like, cause you got to think about it. A lot of times in a zoo setting, the the vector that can transfer between the animals is us. Like right. you know, I hate to break yeah. it to you, but the numerous times you might've gotten mites in your collection is because they were on you and then you went and touched your animals. Like that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. So So I have,
3: I have two stories, one that'll go to that, but yeah, like we can pass a lot on. And so we, yeah, work. we, uh, I make sure I don't ever like wear my uniform into my collection here at home and then go into the reptile house at work and, and like, I don't bring it in afterwards. And, You know, we we do a lot of different precautions like that to make sure things don't happen um, because they can happen. You can transfer something. But, um, yeah, TB is highly transferable between humans and primates. Um, And, uh, yeah, this coronavirus, considering how it can mutate from animals to people already, there's no reason why you know we couldn't possibly give it to them i mean you saw it in the news the tigers and a couple lions at bronx who came up positive you know right. fortunately they're they're going to it seems like do just fine and recover yeah. but um that's a very real a very real thing you know we can transfer stuff to our animals at work so um we use uh like foot baths when we go in and out of areas with uh, Vercon disinfectant. Yep. uh um, so, like, our, the, the soles of our shoes aren't tracking anything into various areas, uh, masks and gloves, things like that, um, just regularly. Yeah. But um, speaking of mite transfer. Uh, no. <laughs> I, so one time I got mites because a friend was moving to Florida, and he was go- going through his reptile room in the warehouse and cleaning stuff out, throwing stuff away, packing stuff up. And he had a couple boxes of some, like, 32-quart Sterilite tubs that he never used. They were still in the new boxes. But the boxes had been, you know, kind of beat up, and the cardboard was all over the place. And, you know, it had just been stored in this room. Right. And he and he gave them to me. They were in perfect condition. So I was like, yeah, I'll just disinfect them, take them home, you know, whatever. And so I brought them into the snake room, just the boxes, the, the Sterilite tubs in those cardboard boxes, threw them in the closet and 3 days later the rack at very next uh like right next to that closet whole thing infested with mites uh, i didn't even bring an animal home from him i didn't uh, even touch any were of the snakes in that, that cardboard day. Oh, yeah
1: god
3: and then wow. the second half of that story is cardboard is corrugated there's little channels in there every time oh, we get pin- every time we get pinhead crickets in at work i'll empty the little box out with the cr- couple thousand pinheads into the bin and then I cut the box completely open and I put it inside of a Rubbermaid tub and I beat the crap out of it and a couple hundred more fall out. And then I'll do that over the course of a few more days and pinheads keep coming out. So, <laughs> yeah, <a> thing, right? <laughs> now, now think, now think about mites getting into a box. No, we know they, no, they have for, you know, several weeks. If they jump off your animal in search of a new host, they're going to wander and come in contact with inanimate objects. And if they happen to take a siesta on a cardboard box and you move it elsewhere, a buddy's house, you just gave them mites. So well, like I, inanimate objects can do that.
1: We're going back to Eric's thing of why are you opening, why are you doing an unboxing video in your snake room? The cardboard can't even be trusted now. That's right. <laughs> oh God.
0: So even if you come got an surf. animal and it didn't uh-huh. have mites on the animal, yeah, well, let's the say box. that you kept the box in your yep. reptile room or whatever.
1: And yeah. God only Chance. knows what if that's a used box. Like for all you know, yeah. you know he doesn't know, but the box is dirty.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I know, and I mean, there is a Every reasonable. Reptile is like I'm no! burning all yeah. my cardboard. <laughs> well, and so then the second thing that makes me think about like all this coronavirus She's and quarantine happening. and stuff. <laughs> Is like uh, yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> back in Santa Barbara, when I was at the zoo down there, we had gotten in some new leaf tail geckos, uh-huh. and uh, part of you know quarantine and uh, screening and everything is uh, all the testing on the the facilities and before they send them. So we don't take the animals in until they've passed a bunch of tests on our vets and like they send them pre-ship requests is what they right, call yeah, them. The, the okay. physical and stuff like that before the animals. Yep. Yep. Them. We want blood. We want weight. We want physical full exam. We want all these various tests and depending <laughs> and on and the they'll
1: species. They'll do it again. They'll
3: do it again. The second the animal arrives, yep. <laughs> but, yep. but they're yep. going to want them beforehand. Yeah. Yep. So we got these geckos in, they gave us two negative tests for crypto at the facility, and uh, we were getting close to a weather deadline that would make it so we wouldn't be able to get the geckos in until like four months later after the winter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so two negative tests we felt like yeah okay that's good we'll bring them in they're still going to go through quarantine so that's fine um we'll just get them in and and you know we'll keep testing and we'll handle it and so they came in and they came up negative in quarantine so like sweet so they did their full quarantine we put them into um into their exhibit which had like concrete rock work and bark and tree branches and i could stand in this whole thing like it was a big six, six foot tall by you know, four-foot-wide, three-feet-deep sort of thing, and it was all made of organic materials, wooden frame, glass, like, rock, bark, wood, stuff, all this stuff that, like, you theoretically cannot truly 100% disinfect like a plastic, hard, non-porous surface, right? right? So all of this stuff was, you know, fresh, it was good, it was new, and the geckos were clean, and because we do... Uh, regular cycled fe- fecal check uh, on the animals in the collection year round, always just double checking keeping sure their parasite loads are balanced. Because of that species we, we were on high alert for crypto because that's just a thing with that species of, of hankali and uh, after we had put them into the exhibit they came back, and we got a positive result. Oh, and geez. so, yeah, and it was in a building with a lot of other, like, uh, we had some Aussie frills, and eastern diamondback, our monkey tail skiing family group was in there, false water oh cobra, God. a few other things. And so uh, we had to move the geckos back to quarantine, and you can't always get rid of that stuff. So we had to throw away all the bark, bedding, branches— yep. We had our facility get facilities guys take apart the wooden frame on top of what was accessible, throw that away, build a new one. And then um, my curator and one of my coworkers at the time, they had to get jugs of ammonia, mm-hmm. pour it all over the inside of the exhibit. And while they're doing this, they're fully Tyvek respirators, like goggles, the whole nine, because that's super gnarly, toxic stuff. It is. It sucks blast the entire exhibit all over, head to toe, every nook and cranny, and they did it twice. They had to have exhaust fans running for two days to keep the smell out of the building. We had to move all of these animals out of the building, mind you, because it was so gnarly, uh, including the eastern diamondback, including these angry monkey tails and frills and all of this stuff. And then after they did two of those rounds of ammonia treatment, then they got the pressure wash in at 160 degrees and pressure wash what they could. And after all of that, the best that we were pr- promised was that like, that would probably do like a 95, 96 percent job of like for sure getting it all because the concrete still had little nooks and crannies. And all it takes mm-hmm. is one little spore of- something to have right. just gotten away or gotten into a crack where none of the heat and water and disinfectants got to. And all of a sudden it just comes back when it's ready. So fortunately it didn't, but like, it's, it scared the crap out of me. And ever since like learning about that stuff, I don't mess around with like going to and from work and my collection, wearing the same clothes without a shower in between. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's smart. I know this is going to sound like a weird question, but like when something like that happens, right. Is there, like, somebody that directs you guys to kind of, like, do that? Does does, does each person sort of already have a job that they, like, you know, is there a guy that comes along and says, oh, you know, we're going to rip this off and build a new top, and then somebody comes and builds the top? Or is it just, like, you walk in and you're like, oh, this is fucked, so now i got to redo all this shit. It's just that one person that's the keeper, so to speak.
3: Well, because we're a smaller facility, a lot of us are involved in all those things. So like if it's something that needs to be constructed and it's a a little thing like that, like if it's just a little box or whatever, I can make it or I can get help from our facilities guys. If they have the time right now with everybody being like furloughed and laid off, it's not really feasible. So all those extra projects, like it's gotta be really necessary, but, um, yeah, I mean, we try to do what we can, so we're not putting as much projects and things on other people's radar, but, uh, um, as far as the decision-making goes, if something's wrong, we're the first line to see it, the keepers. I'll run it up the flagpole to my my supervisor and be like, hey, look, XYZ's damaged, or we need to do this. She'll evaluate it look at it and say, yes, I agree, or we should try this, or let's do this. And if it needs more deliberation, then more heads will get involved. But because we're sort of a small operation, we, we kind of, um, within reason, uh, make those judgment calls ourselves. But certain zoos that are bigger and you, union they might be able to say hey something's wrong tell somebody and then somebody else comes in and does it because that's their job and like you're not allowed to like san diego zoo Su- is Su- Su- union so they have they have teams that are strictly exhibit maintenance and design they have teams that are training and enrichment like that's their job so you don't do that as a keeper there but here we do everything we literally right. do
2: everything right
1: so you know and that's the thing is they can also um there's also the SSPs and other things like that of what you would do in certain situations. Like they knew that this was a test positive for crypto. And what they would do is find what kills crypto on the surface of a, you know, uh, 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 like on the surface of a, an object or something like that. That's why you have to use something like the ammonium, or might, they might even tell you to use something else because it does. Yeah. Better job of killing this thing, this bacteria, because that's the whole point is that's why they bombed that entire enclosure was kill it, kill it dead, bring everything else, break everything else that can be broken off and burn it, like get rid of it. Like that's how they. Yeah. that's how it has got to do. And you got to think about it. That's the standpoint that people take in zoo settings with these animals where how many people in the reptile hobby have an animal that dies? They don't know why. They don't do a necropsy. They go get a new animal and they stick it in the same cage with the same furniture and
3: the same bark and the same everything else as the last animal was in. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't know any of that stuff before I started working in zoos either. So, yeah. like, I, th- I think it's just plain ignorance. And being ignorant is not a bad thing, it, it, it is it does sound like there's a negative connotation, but like yeah, today's day and age with the internet in your pocket and your thumb and everything, like you you should be able to figure this out. And we've been beating this dead horse for a long time now. We too, have. So. It's, it's the it's the extra step that you need to take. It's the
1: it's the keeping the five thousand dollar snake in the in the forty one quart bin underneath your bed with heat tape wrapped around it, attached to a dimmer switch. Take the extra step. Get the enclosure and then take the extra step and make sure you're cleaning the enclosure with the appropriate material. And if an animal dies, yes, it really sucks every time I have to throw away all the cork bark and shit. That's why I don't have it in that many cages. But um, a lot of my hides are plastic bins that you get at like in packs of like 12 at yeah. Walmart because I have no problem throwing them into the recycling container. I don't care. So it's. You know, I don't understand. Know if the that.
0: Snake cares either.
1: It know? doesn't. <laughs> are you kidding me? I gave my uh, the one thing I love about the the um, the brown paper that I use for liners is when you're done, they give you this giant thick cardboard tube yeah. that uh, is left, and I put that in with my Chinese king rats, and they live in those tubes. They love those Jim's. tubes. So I gave them to the Blue Beauties, and I saw two adult Blue Beauties cram themselves into the tube today. I'm like, all right, whatever. (laughs) You guys are happy. So I'm like, every time I get one of these tubes now, I'm just going to pick a different cage to chuck it into. And you know what? If it becomes shitty, moldy, wet, I'm going to throw it away,
3: and I'm not going to care. Yeah, Yeah, I've got a a whole bin of them in my closet of uh, paper towel rolls. When they go empty, I save all of them.
0: Oh hell yeah. yeah!
3: Yeah.
1: So there are That's ways to, to the do
0: this. Snake hide ever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in there, it goes as long as the the you know if you especially <laughs> if you're keeping babies, it goes the entire length of the tub. Right. You know, and walk. You just
1: pick so you get they get the, two, they get the,
0: the thermo bump. gradient, thermo yeah. gradient right in there, and you yeah, know, they can go back and forth, and they're hide, they're hidden.
3: Sure. You, yeah, have to you touch em, stress you them, stress them out. You can get you can get creative with it. Cut little holes in them and stuff. You can do all <laughs> sorts of stuff. Yeah. In yeah and like yeah exactly <laughs> dude it's crazy how easy it is to to enrich an animal but reptiles are probably the hardest group to do it but right. if you think if you think outside the box you can do it like you know snakes are keen on scent and texture So play off those senses. So, like, yeah, we're talking about quarantine and not cross-contaminating, but you could take something from another animal's enclosure that has a scent, if you know that animal is safe and clean, and that's stimulating. Or you could do something that they've never seen, a new water bowl, a new hide, uh, a different type of hide, move it on the other side of the cage. Like, there's all sorts of things you can do. With tortoises, it's rather easy put a pile of dirt in their yard and watch them lose their minds for a minute. <laughs> as they flatten it down to where it was supposed to be. Oh yeah. They don't like that. Um,
1: uh, what was it? I think, um, do you ever see them Riley when they gave a boomer ball
3: to a crocodile? Oh yeah, it's the best. It's hilarious. Dude, <laughs> like... uh, if I put the this green bucket down in our sulcata yard, our smallest sulcata, she's like forty five pounds, this twenty two year old female. She will instantly leave what she's doing to come over and ram and headbutt and smash that <laughs> bucket and it. push it around the yard until it's out of her sight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: So Oh go ahead. No, that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, um, if we're gonna let's let's end on a on a <laughs> on a good note rather than on the doom and gloom of uh, you know quarantine and coronavirus and
1: we're, all gonna we're die. at a bed market. Now cardboard like. now contains mites. It's like, yeah, this is a bad <laughs>
0: <episode>. <laughs> We're going to drive all of the I, people all outside the, of their home, outside of quarantine. All and those like, numbers. No! Yeah.
3: <laughs> those <laughs> numbers that we've
0: been getting, Tuesday it's just going to crash. Just it's just hear all bad. these screams around the world.
3: <laughs> no! Everyone's um, going to start keeping their snakes on just the bear tub with no bedding whatsoever.
1: Uh, we didn't say do that.
3: <laughs>
1: all we want is for you to stop doing unboxing videos in full view of all your other animals. Yes, please, and Please, man. Touch. Please, please, please. please. You know, yeah, we know you're excited. It just, it but- just
0: goes to show me the the, the level of well, you know, Riley, you'll understand this. The level of nonsense that happens on YouTube, right? Oh, no, yes. I post oh, up, but yes. uh, remember when I put the Taddeo Bar Owen and I said that somebody was telling me it was an olive python, and I'm I like, hate people. I'm like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> disable I, comments. Like I'm done. Like you, <laughs> and I'm like, is this person trolling me? Like I don't. I'm just like, no, nah, I can't. And then meanwhile. The knucklehead that's, like, rehabbing the animals and selling them off again, like, okay, he gets a pass, you know, because he's on YouTube. <laughs> and then yeah. the the many, many people that I see just unboxing shit in their room, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, they get a pass. No big deal. But then, yeah. God forbid, you don't do 15 NIDO tests on your fucking baby carpet, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, uh, you know, oh, man, it's crazy. But yeah. anyway... We're supposed to be a good note, Owen. What the hell? you say I don't know. Just, I'm God. sorry.
1: We have, well, we have time for more notes. I mean, well, you can keep going. God. <laughs> well, I... I <laughs> happy note. End it on a
0: happy note. That's right. Okay. So I was going to say, is there something that you guys are either looking forward to seeing hatch out if you have the opportunity, maybe you know picking it up this year?
1: Mm. Riley, go first. Damn. Yep.
3: Uh,
0: like the top of your list. Like, this <sighs> is the season
3: I'm getting X. I think it's I think it's Inlands for me this year.
0: Inlands, oh. Damn, All right. Yeah. I was
3: not expecting that. About time, more
0: people getting on the Inland train. I like
3: it. Yeah, I said I was going to do it last year, and, and the opportunity and timing didn't line up, and yeah. Uh, I just wasn't able to make it happen last year, and then I got and then I got a a, a Napadora, so that didn't help. So that distracted <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I veered yeah. off track for a second, but uh, okay. understand. But we're back. Yeah, we're back. So, but yeah, Inlands. I I need to I need to do that. Those things are insane.
0: Yeah, man. Very very underrated carpet. That's for sure. Yep. What about you, Owen? What
1: is it? Um. Pineapple re-tick? No. <laughs> Mochaccino, thank you. Oh, okay. Oh, so. I a good
0: taste, man. Those things are hot.
1: Goddamn right, I do. I'm going to get a pied berm. Ugh, I don't have the 25 pounds Hold on.
0: Hold yep. the phone. Holding. I saw a rumor
1: Yeah. that they
0: found the pied Darwin.
1: What? What? Yeah. And you're telling me this now at, at the, the end, end of
3: the, of the episode? Correct. So, Fuck is up with you? Right. So if you've made it this far, you're a yeah. diehard. <laughs> Damn. Then you're in the know.
0: What do you think? Hold
1: on. Made through the
3: Before doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does Darwin have time, all man. the good
1: shit? Like, I mean, they got the albino, they got the melanistic, they got the hypo, and now they're gonna get the pied. All in an animal that is from Australia that I probably can't breed because it's too close to the ones that live off the continent. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Karma's a bitch, and bro. I can't get. You <laughs> know what? I'm gonna get the frit the, the freaking pied darwins are gonna be here in two years. Yet I can't get an albino coastal to save my life. Right. I even offered to frame you for murder this week <laughs> on the uh, on the on the chat for some albino coastals.
0: What do you think that a pied carpet would do to the
1: to the to the carpet by the market? Do you think, I think it there- would
0: have the effect that m- most times that pieds do?
1: I think there would, would be a spike. I mean, I mean, I think there would be a spike because the pides would come in, and then you would see the spike because people are going to want to get the pides, and then you're going to see people wanting to do things like mix the pied into all the other morphs. But they're not really going to be insane iterations of the morph. Like the people who spend the money to get the pides aren't going to give a shit what they're crossing it to. So you know, first you'll get the First thing that'll happen will be the pied albinos. That'll happen, and that's still pure Darwin and stuff like that. And you know what? Because this is originating in Australia, it's going to happen anyway. But um, you know, it, let's say it magically. Just heard a
0: rumor, man. I don't even know if it's all right, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying. saying.
1: <laughs> let's say it magically appears in the U.S. They're going to want to just breed it to everything. So they're going to just grab a jag and breed it. To make the pie jags, it's not going to. be No, man, I
0: think we, I think we hit a good. We're in a good balance in the carpet market right now, right? It used to be that, like, for a while, it was more the the morph game, and like nobody gave a shit about the the, just the normal subspecies stuff. And now it seems like we're at that perfect balance where, you know, that nobody's unless I'm missing the mark or not in a group that. No, when was the last time we had a
1: base morph project come out of the blue?
0: Well I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the idea that like you don't see the fighting anymore between the two
1: groups. I'm saying it would start up again. Like is what I I'm know. saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that would be yeah.
3: that would be I day agree. one that shit would start again. I- you would see you would see the same chase for the morph, right. you know, the the you race had, to the bottom, yep. and then the disregard for lineage and locality, and then people would get sick of it in a few years, and people would be tired of getting angry at everyone, and then the then it would come back, the pendulum would swing right back to. To yep. you know, going back towards localities because people get bored, and then it's it's a pendulum. But yeah, I think initially you'd see more people come into the market, so you'd see a lot more buyers, and then people breeding, and then very quickly you'd see a lot of people getting frustrated at the lack of understanding of localities and subspecies that they, yeah. they're not all the same, and yeah. then and then you'd see the divide, and then you'd see some of the base morphs and the older things lose their value, and the new stuff. Become the more sought-after stuff, as well as combos with, you know, pied and whatnot. So then it would become a race to make the next best thing, and everything else would just lower in value, lower in value, lower in value, and you'd lose the the bottom end, and it would just right. ruin it. I think it would just dilute it, and you'd you'd see a lot of the people who do it because they've kept them for 30, 40 years and they love what a wild type Darwin looks like, I think it would kill it for those types of people and you'd see a lot of the history getting lost and I think it would do more damage than good.
1: I mean, that's just how I think it would, Like, it happens with every morph. We, the first initial shock was the jag but, and then we kind of had the same thing happen with the zebra, but not to the extent of the jag. So I don't think it would be as bad as it has been in the past. Well, you but didn't it see that short. With the hypo. I don't think so because like hypo is in a coastal, we haven't really had too much of a thing. Plus I mean, what are you really going to mix it to? The problem with the hypo, uh, you can't it, it it doesn't give enough of a change of the animal. You know. It's not dramatic. Exactly. It's, a shame it's not a on jag. You. It's, it's not like a I'm, I'm not, I don't hypo. believe this. I don't believe it. I'm just telling you what other people think. I yeah. love hypos. You know I do. Yeah. But it's, I think they're dramatic, but It's yeah. a dramatic change. I mean, the, the first initial thing with the jag is that you took these darker, you know, heavy patterned animals and then turned them into these reduced pattern yellow things, you know, it, and it's like that. Um, just like how the major draw for the zebra was to eventually get to the super. Where I think that got killed is that people don't like it when they have messed up tails. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't see it with the hypo because I think in a couple of years when the hypo gets more refined and there are more people working with it and we start seeing like the same hypos they have in Australia, that's when hypo is gonna hit its stride and people are gonna be really interested in it. Um, Same thing kinda happened with super caramel. Nobody really cared too much about caramel until really good looking super caramel started getting produced and that's when people started paying attention. So with the hypo, when we start getting more super hypos, there's that. Now Pied in its own right, because you can link it to pied ball pythons, pied retics, pied berms. It's dramatic. It's a thing. It's the, this animal's pattern stops and becomes white. It's like, that's. Dude, I it would think be it's pretty
0: badass to have a pied carpet though.
2: Come on.
1: Um, I would love it if they had kind of like that, you know, some retics had like that split face where it's like white on one side and then <laughs> pattern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Like even my male, uh, my male uh, pied retic He's got a white bottom jaw, and it kind of creeps up a little bit onto his head, and it's just so badass. So, yeah, I would be in line. Like, that would be one of those things of, like, this, like why I have the albino Darwin, because I feel I should own an albino carpet python. <laughs> it's like I would end up getting a pied Darwin to just stare at me like the albino Darwin does and never breathe. <laughs> and that wouldn't hurt me at all. Well, but you, could you know, get the
0: hypo and the pied and the albino, and you could make a dreamsicle carpet python.
1: I went off this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I and quit. I wasn't sure I if you would there. catch that one. And then let me let me put, so some, wait let me a put some, some. I was like, oh we'll get Let me, it. Some, so let me sure. put some Frank, you know, let me breed it to a granite and I'll have a orange dreamsicle granite. Oh my god. Uh, oh my oh my god. Too far, yeah, bro. Too, too far. Too far. <laughs> it's it's all right, so What are you hoping to see this year? Um Dude, I don't know, because it's like I'm looking down at my projects. There's only one animal I need, but I don't want to spend the two grand to get it. So, you know, that's black face, white lip. Hmm. Yeah, like I need a female. Like I'm just sitting here
3: with this male and he's like, do 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 I'm like, yeah, I know. So um, Dan had some babies on the table in January in Anaheim for like 1250. Yeah, for 1250. And he sold out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all going to be on
1: Instagram in the sunlight.
3: In someone else's
1: hands. Someone else's yeah. hands. It's like <laughs> I like only connection. have one. It's like, ah, Like I know it's. <laughs> and you don't and even like, have a girl, so
0: it's not even. I don't. Like I don't even uh, have a you know, girl. I just have, uh, what do you call it? She um, couldn't uh, even be partho. Partho and
1: partho babies. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the only way I'm gonna get like the team wars to breed if the female just decides to clone herself. But you know it's. <laughs> I, 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 I think would it's like just time, man. I think it's. I know, time. I know, I know. We've had this conversation a million times, but oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I'd like to add the blackface, white lip to complete that whole thing. Um, as far as like other stuff, like I, I'm not really looking. I mean, there's really not anything I want to like add. There's not like a python I'm chasing down. Um, as far as carpets go, yes, there is.
0: Come on, think harder. I'm not.
1: No, Think to the like, summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I mean, aside from the blackface, white lip, I don't want to add any there's more. There's one more. I don't know what you're a talking about. Breeder
0: down in <laughs> Florida has some.
1: Uh, well, I mean, he's got a I mean, <laughs> I, there's different. No, those. No, there's a different list we're talking about here. I mean, you said add it this year. There's no way KJ going to let me take any of them right now. <laughs> you um, never know, man. Also, We're the price heard. tag on them would be ridiculous. So, you know, no. Would it? Eventually. I don't know. Uh, what, what, what would you? What do you sell at Dunai for? I don't think do anybody's going to care.
0: No? What I, mean? <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to care.
1: I, I, you see, those are the kind of projects where I'm like, I can't spend 20 grand. Hey, Eric, you know what to be really cool? DunEye. Grand. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just threw a number out there. Come on,
0: man. Not 20 grand. Let's say five. I think that's even too high.
1: I don't know. Somebody bought two point two Darwin's for five grand and you'd think that was too crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: that was my younger days, bro. <laughs>
2: that's
0: when I didn't have a girlfriend, a wife, a house, food.
1: <laughs> wearing the same pair of jeans for yeah. for a month straight. It's dude, like Whoa, man, dude. sometimes you gotta do what you gotta
0: do. You know what I mean? You know? Eat ramen for a month. Yeah, yeah. trust yeah. me. I, it's, it's like ramen I, and spaghetti, bro. I know.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but you know, I, I would love to add those. But being with my luck with other lyasses, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want them to be more established before I touch them. Like I don't trust myself. It need to be better. Oh, um, fair enough. I would you love
0: to breed one of the lyasses before you add that one. Hey, ever? hey, hey!
1: I might get one this year.
0: I know, so, I'm just saying. You, yeah, you, um once you breed one successfully, you feel like okay. The one I shit the
1: one shit we didn't find in Australia. It's like, um, but yeah, no, dude, don't I No,
0: I so wanted you to find that.
1: Oh, it was so good. Um
0: and then return uh, that year and then bred them.
1: Look, I told you Oh dude, if you breed some Z. Now, I'm kind of glad we didn't. No, like, you know. uh, it was like a
0: crystal ball, man. I told you we yeah. were going to find Owen Pelly. Nobody believed me. Sure enough. Now I, we've created a whole trend of all Americans going to Australia, finds an Owen Pelly. It's like Oprah Winfrey's over there hiding in the bush in Darwin saying,
2: You get an Owen Pelly.
0: You get an Owen Pelly. And, oh, wait. Think... You're from Australia. You don't get yeah, it. You don't get it. You, you think... get an Owen Pelly. <laughs> you think
1: there are some Australian herpers that are just really, really mad at us because that happened? Hell yeah. Or... They good. all their life anyway. looking
0: for this <laughs> shit, man, and we're just like, oh, look, there's one. <laughs> good, good, good. No, it wasn't quite like good. that. We put a lot of work into that.
1: Yes. But... By by, we, they mean Rob and Eric. I did nothing. I was just there. No,
0: we worked uh, as a team that night, man. That's how we found that snake.
1: But, uh, no, I would love to add Dunai. I would love to finish the black White Lip Project. I would love to add Owen Pelly Python. Let's just keep adding shit. Um, as far as, like... Uh, other projects, I do. I am kind of on the lookout for maybe some smaller colubrid species. Like I did add the eastern black king snakes this year, okay? Because I like them and okay. I don't care what anybody else says. Right. Um, and they're a funky looking cali king. And like I told you, like I'm looking at my corn snakes and they're small. They take up like one forty one quart bin because I keep them all together. But it's like I would like something in those bins that is interesting and cool and that I like. So, um,
0: taking a shot at Joe again.
1: Damn. I'm just going <laughs> like, to keep, keep, listen, yeah. listen, Crystal Pepsi knows where it's at, okay? Oh. So, um, burn. Eat, 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 just, I, um, but it's just like one of those things where I, I, we've talked about this numerous times where the, the collection should be geared towards what you want to do and what you want to work with. And there are some animals here that I have been working with because I know I can take their babies and sell them at a show for rodent money and I know they're popular, but they don't really appeal to me too much. And I kind of want to get away from that. So I think the only remaining holdouts are the corn snakes, but you know I, they, they're still here because I'm still working with them, but I do want to keep adding some stuff and I do want to keep moving things along. Like uh, I didn't realize, but I have to move my Chinese king rats into bigger cages because they are, they growing like weeds. I mean, they are huge. Um, and that opens up these two other cages for potentially some other form of like Asian rat snake or this, that, the other thing. So there are some other things that I do want to add. I just don't know what they are right now because I don't really want to add any more pythons. As far as carpets, I have a killer red project that I'm building that I didn't know I was building until, Last year, sometime. Oh um,
0: I got the goods for you.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> so it's like, because I got the I got the pair that I have here. I have some uh, red exanic jags coming from KJ. I have the reds coming from you. So all of a sudden, I got this red thing that I'm just cooking up with. Um, I had to revamp a couple things because I found out that all my tigers are males, um, with the exception of maybe like two. <laughs> like oh, <really>? yeah, it's <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So, but that opens up a really cool breeding project for next year where I can breed really cool. I thought I had two really great looking tiger females. Turns out I have a great looking tiger pair. So okay. Well, yeah. Pretty. Um uh other stuff, dude. I just want to see some things kind of build up, you know. Um, as far as coastals, if you told me you got a clutch of Rock Hamptons this year, I'd add those. You didn't. Um,
0: I didn't. I lost the female. I had to get another uh,
1: uh, one. Oh, damn it! Uh, I you lost do- her
0: a while back, though. Okay. She had some kind of.
1: That's the thing, right? Uh,
0: no, nah, she had some kind of like, I don't know. She had something that was on like, like I guess it maybe enlarged heart. So you know how you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you to produce the Rockhamptons, the Port Douglas. Uh, no, wait, I already got the Brisbane's. What else do I need for coastal? What about Cape York's? Thank you. Cape York. So, and I know you have them all. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah. I do. And that'll be people like people keep asking me when, when are you going to start like ditching shit? I'm like, when I start getting the coastal localities, like growing up. So I'm going to get these babies and I'm going to start raising them up. And when they start needing cages, that's when it'll be like, all right, Goodbye <laughs> goodbye, IJs. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's when it'll be like, get the hell out of here. So um that's what I'll do, and I'm really gonna start turning the ship towards that direction of focusing just primarily on coastal projects. That's what I'm good at. And then you know, go from there.
0: But that's also what you love.
1: It is. I mean you but love it's also products. the only it's the only carpet python I can breed. Unless I run into a jungle pair every once in a while, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> um, I will stick with the. What is lot. it? Uh, what,
0: why, why? do you think you have difficulty with that?
1: I, uh, I, have difficulty with just the IJs, and then I have not. What I think I have.
0: I would love I don't to figure I don't that know.
1: out. I don't you know. Mean, don't care. I know well, you it's don't also, care,
0: But it's like I also like, shoot I myself, in the, to, also shoot
1: myself in the foot. I also shoot myself in the foot because I only have. Box. I only have one. Like I had one All you need two, bro. You no, know, that's than. not that point. No, not that. <laughs> one pair. Step not that. one.
3: <laughs> Shit. That's my problem. No. It's hey, I only man, had you stuck your hair. foot in your mouth on that it, one. It's a horrible he's, thing. He's been banking on he's been banking on that part
1: though. I have um, been. It's just the way it eventually it'll happen. But
0: you got a mail.
1: Yeah. I had <laughs> He even no, you can't go in. You can't go in there. Uh, I had, I had one pair, and it was a really, really, really older male that had yeah. been through several collections before he got to me. Right. And then he eventually passed, and then the female went to Balin, where a different male has just been like, and they've been breeding like clockwork. We're
0: gonna do an um, experiment. No, I'm gonna give you. No, a I don't pair want it. Don't give it to J's. me. No, I'm gonna give no. it to no. you. I you're refuse. Gonna get them. No, you're gonna raise them up. <laughs> No. And you are, for once and all, going to put to rest
1: yeah, I don't, I don't this care. nasty what? rumor
0: that you can't breed IJs. I've I'm going to l- get you over the hump, my friend. I don't
1: know.
2: <laughs>
0: and you're going to maternally incubate them. Yes. That's what's going to happen? Never. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to give in to the power. If KJ, I, if you're listening, Owen does no, not KJ, get done eye unless no. yes. he breeds KJ, IJs no. no, 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 and no, no maternally no, no, no. incubates the clutch. Otherwise,
1: no, KJ, KJ and I have an me. understanding because if I hit Timor, he's my first call. So you can't get to him. <laughs> so,
0: Dude, don't even I, try. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't mean to punch you when you're down, but how are you going to produce Timors if you can't produce IJ's?
3: I'm going to try. <laughs>
1: how the hell did I produce olives? I
3: did the same thing. I'm Just bust them. So it, I know, but <laughs> if I want, I'll, I'll send him the egg box that uh, my jump. Junk- Angle and just to really hammer the point home, <laughs> that it will sit in the closet.
1: So it's, I mean, if I run, like, I was thinking about raising up the granites that Jason produced, but I don't. Wait,
0: okay. Yeah. Here's here's a here's a project for you. So you have you have a, a visual granite?
1: No, I don't. You have a heck granite? No, I don't. Oh. But Balin keeps producing them and then giving giving me. Them. Oh, what do you do? So just you sell them? You don't, yeah, you don't, I, oh, I sold okay. them. I, I thought about keeping one back, but, like, she's an original Het Granite, and he is, like, an original Granite. Like, there's not a lot of mixing going on there. Um, well,
0: I did an outcross pairing this year. Yes. So cabana to Granite.
1: Yeah. Right. So yeah.
0: Outcross line.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, <laughs> You're not. A, you, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I was going to say you're not an IJ guy. I didn't know you I'm knew not. what Bo Cabana was. Okay. I do know anyway. what Bo
1: Cabana was. I sat here when we did the Bo Cabana interview. I That's know what true. we're talking about. That's true. Sorry. My fault. My fault. Just because I don't care doesn't mean it's not that I don't know. Well, I
0: could give you a, a, yeah. one of those. Yeah. You could raise them up and then okay. do some outcross granites. You could check it off the list. Be done. <laughs> Nobody could ever bust your balls. again. Nobody could ever say shit. They You'd still like, will. They bred. still will. No, bred, they won't. You bred, I bred
1: them. them. I bred the IJs, and I'm eternally incubated them. You don't have and to it, You immediately to... the next year just sold them. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right.
0: I, you know, no. In yeah. all seriousness, it just if it it. I'm curious. I don't know. I guess it's just that curiosity that goes in your brain. I am just curious of why, like, why it doesn't work in your room. Why can I you just, do coastals and again, they don't go?
1: The one year that I got locks from my IJ, remember she got out, and actually got out of my room, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then that year bombed, and then I moved okay. the following year. It's like the like I I, I I joke about it, but like every year something can happen. Like it was like oh okay, so it's yeah, gotcha. I mean, again, I also I also only had one pair. I mean, how many times have you had a pair that just doesn't breed? <laughs> For that year, it's exotic. A, a, thank a, you. Ohio. Exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and then sometimes you just hit it. So like, you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have another younger male to plug in there, right. to try to breed to this female. I just mm-hmm. had the one boy, and he just wasn't doing it. And then sending her off to Balin, they've been breeding like clockwork, and it just seems to be working. So that's why how I like I keep thinking about my Darwin is, you know, my male is a mouser. He only eats mice. He's smaller than the female because he only eats mice, and this was his first year breeding. So I'm really not that upset that he didn't produce. But I'm gonna try to push him this year. But how do you push a mouse there without making it fat? Like it's. a birds. I guess. He did not like birds. He's weird. No? Right. Dude, he's he's an inbred albino. He doesn't know which way is up. Uh, yeah. Like it's. Did so we'll see. Try quail
0: chicks, all that stuff. All I'll try, try.
1: I'll try chicks. He likes mice. Like I finally got him on mice and. I get him the uh, retired breeder. So I get him like I get him a mouse the size of like a weanling rat. Like that's what he eats. So he shouldn't need to get pushed, but he also doesn't have that like mature head. Um, So Ah, he's I just don't think he's there. So this was a this was the rolling of the dice this year. So I'm really not that upset that he didn't breed. So I would like to. Get them ready to go and try to get them next year. Which that happens. Like the first year I tried the uh, head exanic to the super caramel, they didn't do shit. They stared at each other. The next year, eggs. The year after that, eggs. So,
0: yeah, sometimes yeah. it just didn't yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. So, no, well, but you if, you quite
0: want to, an extensive if you want to
1: send there. me. If you want to send me IJs to watch them just wallow over here and never breed, sure. <laughs> so, you know. Dude, I want
0: to send you the nicest IJs there are, so all the other IJ people are like, "I'd
1: so fuck mad. Did You send that to him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to do that.
0: It's like, no. And you'll be taking pictures. Like, I hate this. Thing. I hate Click, this. Thing. And they'll be like, ah.
1: Oh. <laughs> And they're these
3: fugly assholes, and it's just, like, <laughs> pictures of them. Right. Send them something screaming red and yellow. Yeah. Loses uh, mind.
0: Yeah. I think Darwin's are the tricky one, for sure. I I don't know I, why. I, I haven't had success with them yet. Seems I, like diamonds are freaking easy, man. I don't I think have egg jets, diamonds... so I'm probably talking before the egg, you know, the the diamonds
1: are around. easy because we now figured out how we should have been keeping oh diamonds God. this whole time. It's like
0: Yeah, they're just different. It's just weird. Yeah. It's different, you know?
1: It's like, you know, dude, I i for some reason um am hit or miss on bread life. It's either both females are laying eggs or nobody's laying eggs. Like, it's just the way it happens. And to be honest, I, I, I just didn't get cold
2: enough, right?
1: I just don't think it, i I don't think I got them cold enough, but I dropped them down as low as I did the olives in the team wars like i dropped i bombed them down pretty far um 50 uh yeah i want to say they got the 50 so
2: okay
1: yeah because that's why i took the olives down too um and you know i keep talking like the team wars aren't sitting in the same bin together constantly hiding so the hell if i know what's going on with them so um they're just see i i think the thing
0: with them is just time man it is I know it is. It's just like time and just but being consistent I with your routine, you know.
1: I got time, and then and then we're gonna. I think it was. I think I got the temperature dialed in because we got the action from the olives, so I think they're gonna be in the same house as those things. I think the same thing is gonna go with the white lifts, is that they need to be dropped down lower for seasonal changes. So um, that's just what I'm gonna do, um, and we'll see where it goes. But I'm gonna be consistent every year with it, and then eventually I'll get them.
0: I think if I was doing white lips, I would try to breed them when you knew that we were going to get a lot of, like, weather coming through, like, yeah. rain or whatever. Like, I know we sort of, like, go to that cold time, but I really maybe, like, try getting them outside of this season. I was you know?
1: thinking of wintering them separately and then putting them together um, around, like, this time, like, March, April, when we get a ton of rain and just heavily right. misting their cage.
0: Yeah, like all the I don't know yep. if you guys got well, I'm talking like Riley's right here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Riley's on, on the, the other, other side, side of the country. Of the yeah, none of
1: these good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we got bombarded with a storm oh, it was yesterday. Oh, nuts. Holy yeah. Shit, man. Dude, my um, the olive was on, she, and uh, I the got olive so well, that makes sense. Nothing. I mean, the olive is underneath she she was in the bin for the longest time. And I think I checked on her too much because now she doesn't want to go in the bin anymore. She's laying underneath the bin. So, like, it's this giant snake, and this bin is sitting on top of her. And she's, like, <laughs> making a divot in the mulch. And I'm like, whatever makes you happy, baby. Like, do whatever. Right. Um, it's just going to be funny if she beehives because I think it's going to be, like, like touching the ceiling of the cage. But
0: Breeder, is there a better – do you get more excited when you see that? Like, there's something very – like, sometimes you see them coiled. And you think yep. it could be like
1: eggs? I hate
3: that. I hate you know, that and so like, much. You're like, ah,
0: but there's a definite look when yes. they're coiled in beehive. Like, you know, I don't know if it happens with other pythons, but with carpets, as soon as you see it, you're like, She's you know, got eggs.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's yep. yep. It's one of those times where you're checking on her and you're I like
0: fucking love but, when that happens.
1: You're man. like, maybe, maybe, but you know it's not. The yeah. second you see it, it's on. You're and like, you're like, Yes. Yeah.
0: That's how I was when I when I was looking at Molly Ringwald, right? The day before I'm looking at her, I'm like, nothing. I said, Maybe she's not
1: grabbing. Yeah. I hate that. Like, I hate the doubt. Like, I hate I'm it starting so much. To doubt
0: myself, or whatever. Yeah. The next day I came down and I, I go in and I look, and there she is, and I was like, Yes! Yes, I'm doing like cartwheels around my room. <laughs> <laughs> Finally,
1: <laughs> I, I, dude, I just, you know me, I just want to breed something different. Like I, I'm, I'm breeding the coastals, and the coastals are fine. You know, I was psyched to get my first clutch of jungles two, three years ago. Yeah, you know, and now, uh, like, you know, I, I'm not. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to get too jazzed up about it because they're not here yet. But you know, I've never produced olive pythons before. And if I get a clutch of olives, I don't care if there's like one good one that pops out. Holy fuck, I made Olive Python. <laughs> I made Olive Python. Like, I don't care if it's just one. Singular. <laughs> like Singular. It's mine. It's right. like, you know, it, so that's, why not? That's what I did with Mad Hogs. I made exactly. Mad Exactly. You made Mad Hog. It's like, that's all I want. <laughs> all I want to do. Um, you know, the carpets, the coastals are just my fun project. Those are where I can play with the colors and the morphs and the fun stuff. And, you know, that's all that's all my thing, which is why I'm trying to gear it towards the ones that I really like, the coastals. But the other stuff, like I just want to produce it. I want to produce it because I think they're a kickass species and I think there needs to be more of them out there. And if I say they're kickass and then produce them, more people are going to be interested in them. And then maybe, you know. Sure. I, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, you know, it's going to be the worst thing. If I like ever produce black face white lips, it's going to be so hard for anybody to get them away from me because they're going to be mine. My little black face white I lips think, that I made. I think you'll yeah. hold
0: on to them more so than you would hold on to rough scales.
1: Yes. I know yes. you
0: love rough scales. Yes. I know you're no, I, no,
1: it's not that hard. No, because here's the thing is that with the roughies, I'll breed the roughies, I'll get roughy babies, and then I'll maybe keep a pair. But... You know, maybe I'll do, like, a swap with, like, Brett or uh, Terry just to kind of get new, I don't want to say bloodlines. They're doing the same goddamn thing. But, you know, but with the white lips, I'd want to keep the babies because I want to raise them up because I want to establish a breeding project with more animals. You know, keep raise up my black face white lips and then get new blackface white lips brought in and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it would be hard. So,
0: yeah. It would be like Scott Borden if he produces and Scrubs. Yeah. Heath if he produces Bol and I. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've been trying to do this for so many years, and then you finally do it. You're like, it's no,
1: I'm not. You know, no, it's, no yeah. you're yeah, not getting I, any of
0: these. Get no.
1: off. Go, go, Buy the wild caught ones. You know, you don't deserve this. Like, yeah, that's how this goes. Yeah. So right.
3: if I if I ever get the chance to produce a uh, Apodora if i get babies i'm like well time to start building the apodora building <laughs> yep time, right. to, time to start
1: to, how many how many of these carpets can i get rid of to make room for white lips like, yeah. like th- these two go to
3: eric and the rest are for me right? yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know oh and i don't I, i'm surprised you don't you're not into that snake man it, it clicks all of your boxes
1: <laughs> which well, the apodora they of yeah. course they click all my boxes and you know what i'm sitting here and i'm like well i got one pair of olives that are breeding yeah, the other pair hadn't done shit for me in seven years. Yeah, you, maybe, evidence, man. Maybe you dump. Maybe, maybe we dump dump that shit, get some epidora, and then we have olives and epidora and Timor's out in the out room with the big snakes.
3: There. I had a, I had a line on an adult okay. male for you. I messaged you the other day. <sighs>
1: it can be done. I know you- it can't be done few what?
3: clicks and some some typing and you have can have, uh, you can you're missing, have that You missing Apidora. the crucial
1: part, you're missing the crucial part of money <laughs> that would need to exchange. Mm. Um yes. it's money is they, it
0: worth anything anymore, man? You are right.
1: Yeah. No. So how many it's, packs it's of toilet paper now. Yeah, how many, now? How many packs of toilet paper is that Apodora worth? <laughs> uh, dude, I can at least two dozen. Oh, okay. Um but no, it's like it, that's something you think about where it's like I have X number of cages. I have X number of time of of time with projects and things like that. And right now, I got two point two olive pythons. Well, one point one is now about to prove itself. What do you do with the other one point one? Well, it's like yeah. Do you That's hang so on to it? Species. You let it go. Dude,
0: man, take it, them to no, Hamburg. You'll sell them in ten minutes
1: for half the price. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, that of course. There's we'll big snake. Yeah. <laughs> Can I breed my retic? Please go away. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's. What it's, kind uh, of
0: retic morph is that? I think it's, it's patternless.
1: An olive. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't know. You think about because I got the. I got two more. Uh, I got two cages ready to go for the other retics that are growing up. So um I would have to open I still
2: up. I
0: Can't believe you. Two have more
1: retics, cages. man. I don't I either.
0: Can't
1: that. I don't know how you that. Mean, happens.
0: You say the words retix and my retix like, <laughs> Am I in Bizarro world? What is going on here?
1: It is rather strange, um, especially because those those cages were built for white lips, and that then now that now are in them. It's like that's weird. Yeah. So yeah.
0: it's cool. It's just weird that that you know. I don't know. That's...
1: It, the, those that's her. You know, those are hers. I'm just. Well, not no. no. Care of Technically, she owns one retick and I own two, so that just doesn't work. Or
0: hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the numbers are off there. It's Matt Minitola's fault. Can we just do that, like you know? Let's, let's yeah. roll with that. Let's roll with that.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yep.
0: Well, the only thing that I'm looking forward to, I can't really say because I don't know if it's out there, but you guys know what it is.
1: And yeah. reality
0: yeah. carpet. Oh, right yeah please don't say it out loud okay. <laughs> got it no it's Good not okay. but I think you two know what it is. I know what
1: you're talking about I, and I I'm do. not
0: sure if it's if it's uh
3: does it start with a g
0: yes, it does
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that would be the one that I'm most looking forward to add.
1: is that the last one that you can think about that you need
0: mm, no, I mean I have some open you know I,
1: is the next Is... step we have to raid islands along the Australian Well, this was coastline. kind of brought
0: up with... Um, this was kind of brought up with... Uh, I think I was listening to Warren Booth talk about this, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how like a lot of Morelia people will want like, specific bloodlines of, of things and, and not doing outcrossing and stuff like that. But like I think I talked about this before. I, I kind of like to start with a base of that so that I can yep. outcross. But I want to produce my own animals from that line to then you know like if i if i produce a clutch of a fours and i produce a clutch of harris animals and then outcross them together but my animals you know what i'm saying like so yeah the ones that i produce that's that's kind of my goal that's long-term goal but yeah. like there would be some diamonds that i would want to like i'd like to uh you know add the uh, like uh you know, the stuff that's over in Europe, some of that bloodlines from the zoos over there. Um, if I could find a riverbank zoo male to go with my female, mm-hmm. that would be awesome because you can't really find them too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like bread Lie, inlands, darwins, Poplins, jungle, I'm pretty good, man. I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with where maybe some, like I said, maybe some diamonds and stuff like that. I would like to maybe add like, um, a nice female striped Darwin, like from Tiger, from yeah. Tiger stuff. I think or
1: um, Or cool. Todd's striped Darwins; so those are reduced pattern Ooh, ones. That's the other. That's that is, that's yeah. the other
0: one. Dude. I love to add those reduced uh,
3: ones. Have you yeah. seen those in person? Yes. yes. Fuck me! Those just, things are stupid. They're so I, nice. I kicked Dude.
0: myself in the ass because I was at Tinley Park, and I think it was like the first year that he had them, and this was a this was like. Yeah. Remember, oh, what was it? Yes. What was the first year you went? 2014, maybe? I Some, think so. Somewhere in that it, area, somewhere it, it had to. It had to have been
3: 2014, 2015. At <laughs> their, yeah, after, uh,
1: you yeah know, they maybe, were yeah. gorgeous. And then the next time we saw them, these, the, Dude, the cool so thing about close them was
0: to pulling the trigger. Like you Todd's should. Like, Come on, man. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just made this money. I don't want to just give it up. If so I quickly. if I, had, if I had, <laughs> had had the
1: cash, I would have done it just to. Uh-huh. be like yep and now they're with me but right. the thing is I've saw I saw them the last time I went to Tinley in the March without you um, I saw some that he had that were bigger uh-huh. and they got mm-hmm. brighter and they yes. have like these purples on their sides yes. by. It, yeah, it's man. like looking at them on the top you're like it's a cool reduced stripe Darwin and then you get closer and you realize just the freaking color that's on the thing and you're like oh my god like right. yeah it's they're gorgeous. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, 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 I saw can't them too. So it's yeah. a waste of money for me, but uh, but you, you you gotta have a snake, man. Money.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> the uh, the the normal looks better than the albino. My it does. The albino, I mean, the albino, the the albinos look great. They get the contrast as they get older, as you'd expect, and they're a nice yellow and white for sure. But, uh, yeah, Todd showed me some of his, like, two- and three-year-olds, and they have this gorgeous, like, chestnut mahogany color. No, I
1: I want the pattern. I want the color. It's like when you're looking at uh, tannin bars, and you see see one that is, like, a patterned normal, and you're like, oh, my God. They're like, "I, I want that one. They're like, but this is a pattern on six Xanthic. I'm like, I don't give a shit about your silver pale snake. I want that one. And you find (laughs) out the pattern. Normal is the weird rare one. So it's, you know, like that, like I I think those are gorgeous animals. So I, if I lose my mind this year, I will add caramel tigers and I will add hypos. If I lose my mind. Okay. So don't add hypos. I know I can I have to wait for year,
0: you you're just gonna get a hike. I
1: know I'll just wait I'll wait. I know if I would like some caramel tigers because I have um, i' I have some I have some really good looking caramel jags that I've been working with and super caramel jags that I've been producing and stuff like that. but I do not have that many caramel tigers when I say I do not have that many, I have one and she's one I produced and she's Okay, for a Gen One, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> but now I'm looking at like what KJ's produced and what Kohler produced and what Todd's produced, and I'm like, wait, damn! Man, don't
0: don't don't sell yourself short because I got to tell you what, like the mm-hmm. other day, I, you know how like when you know the snakes sort of hit that stride where they like, yeah, pull on that size and they get that head,
1: that color, yeah. You know
0: what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well. Y- You'll probably hate me for this when I say this. But Most likely. You know the one that you uh, you gave me, mm. the caramel. Mm. I think it was an M pen stripe.
1: Yeah. Right? How bad is it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, it looks
1: like Benjamin. It's I like go go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I demand pictures. So like, I, I will. I'll send you pictures. I keep forgetting you have that animal. Like, I, I keep I, forgetting and, you have that animal. And I go and I look and I was like, hey,
0: <sighs> he let this
1: go. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I told you, Like, this was before I decided making it mandatory to keep 1.1 1. 1 of every clutch, which thank God I adopted that rule. Well, don't um, worry.
0: Riley says the same thing when he looks at the citrus tiger hat albino. He's like, why did he let this go dude
2: uh,
1: I was looking at I was looking at my girl yesterday I was looking at my girl yesterday because uh Riley and I have sisters right and dude like every once in a while I catch her in the light and I'm like why is that jungle up there oh like oh that's that's you like yeah, yeah. so yeah yep.
3: they're crazy man I love that snake. and
0: this this is this is why I say that you know like the citrus tie to, it's not I look at it more of like how like Keith would look at like selectively bred type of of, of yeah. genetics or more for whatever you want to say. But like that snake that Riley has looks exactly like the mom. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. oh that, yeah. Hand spitting image. Yeah.
0: yeah, even like the everything. I'm just like wow, if that's not reproducible, man, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's a gene or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like it's a fe- it's a phenotype. Right. You can breed for this specific look and like really, really refine on it. But yeah. 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 Anyway, well, we were supposed to end. <laughs>
1: and and yet here we keep going. So yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> reptile nerds unite.
1: Right. <laughs> the
0: reptile nerds in quarantine.
3: <laughs> you know? Yep. Well what else are we gonna do? Right. Well, want to talk about snacks some more? Right. Um, yeah, okay. pretty much. That's usually how it goes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, right but uh, yeah, cool. So that's some cool stuff that uh, to add for this upcoming season, if, uh, yep. if it works out that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I guess we should. Uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to hit on? You want to wrap it up, or what?
1: Wrap it up. I don't think we got anything else we can really. Let's yeah, try to see. Let's play. limit. Yeah. Let's limit the, the damage we can do in one episode. That's right. No, you know? right. right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, we'll just give the, uh, go ahead, Riley. You want to give your, uh, yeah. where People can catch up with you.
3: Yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Riley's reptiles, Facebook under Riley's reptiles, YouTube, just under Riley Jimison. Uh, and then, and the Reptile Room podcast, uh, which we paused this week. Uh, Andy isn't feeling too hot. And uh, so we'll get back on the schedule later. But yeah, you can find me at the Reptile Room Podcast on Instagram and reptileroompodcast.com as well. So,
0: cool. yep. Yeah, you guys are killing it with that. That's why mm-hmm. we, we didn't want you to go too long with a little taste of Riley. So we yeah. in with us. <laughs> we,
1: we dragged him out here with us. Yeah. I uh, appreciate appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, okay, so for us, Murray Python Radio, uh, MurrayPythonRadio.net is the website. Info at Uh You can uh, send us an email there if, uh, if you so choose. Um, I don't think. Uh, well, yeah, Carpet Fest Uh-oh. is kind of like put on hold for now. So I
1: still, I still want to design a T-shirt Correct. to sell, and uh, and I still want to call it that we are. Still going to celebrate Carpet Fest in some way because next year I want us to go. If we do have to cancel next year when it's our 10th year, I want us to blow up Eric's house. Like, I mean, like he will have a no place to live. Like, I want to go balls of the freaking walls. So, um, there will be a Carpet Fest something. So, yeah, there we'll will be wheelering off of the roof of God damn. The- <laughs> Uh, wheeler eyeing
0: right off the roof. Uh, there's yep, of, yep. That is
1: one of that is one of my <laughs> my proudest moments. <laughs> it was, it was coming up with that one on the fly, coining, <laughs> like, pointing that one, pointing that one on the fly. Especially because wasn't it? It was a uh, if, if I Wheeler uh, flying <laughs> a flying snake off of Eric's roof. Will it fly? <laughs> like yeah, that was which <laughs> which I still want to know. I mean. <laughs> oh Oh my god the wheeler works but i don't know i I want to know what the flying snake does (laughs) (laughs) you know if like how many people have put a basilisk at the end of a pool and scared it like if 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 i can replay
0: that in my head right i'm running around right i'm all over the place i'm like going from like you know from the reptile room out to the thing right and here's brandon he comes over and he's like yo dude would it be cool if I, like, jump off your roof? I'm like, what are you, fucking idiot? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, God. I was like, absolutely not. Under no circumstances do you jump off my roof. And I thought that that was cool. <laughs> the next day, they're like, yo. <laughs> I'll never forget. My sister's like, Eric, why did you have people jumping off of your roof? I was like, shut up. Nobody's jumping off my roof. And I'm like, Owen, oh, was somebody jumping off
1: my room? Well Apparently. here's the thing, Eric. <laughs> Whenever I have to break bad news to Eric, oh, it's usually like the wow. Well <laughs> um <laughs> so Tactically classic. Tactically, yeah. yes. <laughs> yep. I mean That's it's, a great it, story. Yeah. Great story. Yep. My favorite is still when I was I passed out in my bedroom and then Chris Foley went to find me and was screaming at the top of his lungs, banging open doors. And I was awake on the other side going, nope, not, no, uh-uh. Not even going to let him know I'm alive. <laughs> like, just leaving that one lie. People so. were mad at
0: your house, man. They were
1: really Oh, up. your God, dude. <laughs> They were really bad. At least
0: with Dory, she, like, keeps them a little bit calmer. You know, Yeah, like, they, they, yeah they don't give a shit about me, but they're like, mm, I don't want to piss her
1: off. Just off Dory. Yeah, like, with my house, there's no one here but Owen. Fuck right. it. Like, oh, God. Fuck him. woo yeah. That guy. <laughs>
0: throwing why? pies at the wall and shit. Like, like, like oh, this is
1: fucking good. <laughs> oh, they're breaking into different parts of my house to hide business cards. Like, yeah, it was bad. Oh, I
0: love that. They taped it to the peanut butter jar and it shit. It Rapper. Six months
1: later, Owens opened it
0: up, and he's like, "What the fuck? Everything I am a
1: I have a full envelope of Howard's business cards and flyers that I keep forgetting to give to him because I have found them over the years."
0: Damn. Yeah, we had some good times at Carpet Fest, man. And then when we went to uh, Bill's place, and the bed was covered. Bed with- was
1: covered with it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and you know what? Again, that was another thing. They tried to shave me. At Southern oh. Carpet Fest, I was just awake and heard him come. No, Bill's dog woke woke me up. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Bill right. was got up in the back. cigars or whatever, yeah. and
0: you went upstairs, I was... and I was like, "I remember. I don't remember who I said it to. Maybe it was Evan or something." And I was like, "Oh, that's a bad move, bro." Bill
2: and Evan
1: were <laughs> pumping for me. And his dog Bill's was like waiting like a shark, just like he Durn. was creeping up the stairs. <laughs> and his dog, his dog was—I guess it was his daughter's dog—but we were like it was laying down with me. And it's like burf, and I wake up <laughs> as Bill's creepily opening the door, and I'm like, "What's up?" He goes, "We're just checking on you, buddy." And I'm like, "Bullshit, you are." He's <laughs> got you're, a shaver in his hand. You're, like I didn't see his other hand was behind his back. Like they were going to <laughs> shave me. Like it. was <laughs> It was There's gonna people's be people's obsession with shaving you, man.
0: They I shaved you at this
1: it's... carpet fest. They don't want you to have hair or something. I don't know. No, it's weak. Um, Anyway, um, Eric, i gonna throw out your information and stuff oh, so he knows you know, know
0: where to find me. I mean, if you don't know at this point, then you don't deserve to know me.
1: Just go, go <laughs> just, just go into any shop right in New Jersey and start screaming for the manager. Eventually, you'll um, find Eric. <laughs> yeah. And
0: uh, oh man, that's a whole other—that's a whole nother podcast. I think after this, I'm going to have uh, surviving the retail uh, world in the Corona <laughs> world. <laughs> after we all get out of if, this, you
1: if Eric could, could retire comfortably, he'd have already put his papers in. Oh
0: shit, like, man, I would have done that a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. But I yeah, know EB Morelia. Everything yeah, is EB Morelia. <laughs> Find it. You know that's what it is. You want to get in touch with me.
1: All right. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue reptiles.com. Also, uh, Facebook.com at uh, rogue reptiles and Instagram at rogue underscore reptiles. Cool. That's all we have for everybody tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.